listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I keep doing it again. Like a phoenix, straining to carry the weight of my brain like a genius. Knowing I'm sowing seeds, let's see whose thumb is the greenest. If I said it, I mean it, I did it because I need it. Eat, sleep, it, and bleed it. Write it down and then beat it. Ass off to the cement, your trash talk, delete it. I blast off and lay them out like a tempopedic. It's black thought. For certain, I'ma win eventually. This unsung, underrated, underappreciated. The one them underachievers had underestimated. Finally, graduated. I'm one of the most hated. Something that's so Nobody gonna take it, face it I keep doing it well Doing the signs, assistance It's do it yourself Doing it below the radar We doing it self Doing it again for Philadelphia Who else? So pump up the volume along with the tempo. I want everybody in the house to know I came here tonight to hear the crowd go. Boom! Shake, shake the room. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy <laughs> Tales podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And we're in the house on a Sunday morning that the Lord made yeah. uh, to do a um, to do a comedy podcast that is probably going to be not approved by anyone in church, but. <laughs> Uh, is is a very um special e- event. Uh, it's the last podcast before the Tuesday election. Yes, and before the last, what was it? A uh, Monday then before the Stitcher Awards. So keep voting. Yeah. So this yeah. is the days are everything's being decided, guys. And yes, your vote counts. We brought on a, a special guest that um you guys may remember um from. A, a podcast we did a while back called Am I Suspicious uh, in the wake of the Trayvon Martin, uh, what some people would call a murder. I will say alleged murder because I don't want to go to prison for a slander or libel. But uh, in in the wake of Trayvon Martin uh, definitely getting killed. Um, and, you know, was, we had Amanda Butler Jones on, um, you know, from HU uh, to talk about it. And she back, y'all. So uh, say what, what's up, Amanda? How you doing? Hey, everybody. It's great to be back. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. No problem, man. Um, I, I know that uh, our show, we kind of try to keep uh, alert of what's going on with Trayvon Martin's case and, um, 
you know, and, and how everything's going on, on that front. And, you know, it, and it, you know, and, and obviously as it starts to drag out and whatnot, more and more information start, like it starts slowing down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, it felt like there was just a torrent of information the first few months, uh, after, uh, people became aware of, uh, the situation with George Zimmerman, um, shooting Trayvon Martin. And, and now, you know, and then of course the media was just like really salacious about <laughs> it. I mean, just, you're bringing, they're bringing on like Zimmerman's family. Of course you have Trayvon Martin's family. Um, you know, you have Al Sharpton, uh, you know, go, like it was just a lot of just everyone chiming in, people taking sides, uh, people, I mean, sides to anyway, but, um, people taking sides to, uh, to this topic and, um, and now it's kind of slowing down. So, um, I thought it would be cool to have you back because apparently, um, there's a lot of, in a lot of states, there's a lot of stand your ground legislation that uh or or just amendments and whatnot voting like where people can go vote on tuesday mm-hmm. um and decide for their own state so um you know it was, it's cool to make people aware so uh, i guess uh my first question for you would be like uh what is currently going on with uh the trayvon martin situation and you know how can the polls affect this well, I think there's a couple of things. You make a lot of good points. And I think for better or worse, that's kind of the nature of our media environment today. You know, big story today, headlines today, but what happens going forward? And I think from a Howard University perspective, that's always been a concern of ours. And I think we've seen it in the past with a lot of important issues. And um, it was something at the forefront of when we started Howard Students for Justice. And that's one of the reasons that the name is supposed to encompass more than just Trayvon Martin because his case really is about more than that. And, you know, thinking about what the impact is today and where we are today, you know, just as recently as a couple of weeks in the case, we're hearing about the defense's, um, you know, challenges and and opportunities to try and get more information about him from his case. Facebook is Twitter, and I know, you know, just speaking for myself, if my Facebook and Twitter was supposed to speak for me, how I might feel beyond the grave. But um, it's important now at the election time, not just because of the case in and of itself and what they're doing and in their attempts to kind of figure out, you know, who Trayvon Martin was and what that impact may have been to what happened that day, but also, you know, thinking about what the law is that's really at the core, you know, the core law that's at issue here, and that's stand your ground. And I think, um, you know, a majority of states had stand your ground laws um, in Perhaps it was something that to us, and especially in light of what happened to Trayvon Martin, to think about the idea of, you know, what does self-defense really mean um, was a little bit surprising. I think for me as a law student at the time, learning real time what stand your ground really meant from a legal perspective and seeing the implication in real life through the Trayvon Martin really gave me a different context for understanding what that means. Mm-hmm. And I want to say, you know, at least 25, you know, or around 25 states had finger ground laws. And it's interesting to note that at least I think six states have actually passed standard ground laws since the shooting, mm-hmm. uh, including, you know, states from my home area around Massachusetts, Connecticut and Rhode Island and the like, and areas that we wouldn't think of as the kind of Georgia, Florida, Mississippi type round areas. Um, and currently in terms of the election, 
there are several states that have proposed um, stand your ground laws actually on the ballot for November. And the question related to them is different um, across the states. You know, so, you know, if we think about what the impact of Trayvon Martin was and kind of what that legacy will be going moving forward and what that means in terms of our own action, um, it, you know, as always, it depends on where you are. You know, as a Florida resident, it may be different as someone here in the District of Columbia, but it's important to really understand what the implication, you know, how does the law operate in your jurisdiction and how that question is framed on the ballot can vary from, from state to state. But it's important to operate, you know, as I said previously, in the context of understanding what the real world implications are. And I think, you know, me as a law student here at Howard University, it, it means a lot different seeing the law, reading the law, but living the law is something completely different. I think that we learn from Trayvon Martin and what we can bring with us when we go to the um, to the ballot okay well um i guess also um the another thing i was thinking about too is with like social media being such a you know a huge part of uh what really got the trayvon martin situation kind of off the ground um and and just being part of social media you see kind of like the cycle on social media is so like fast Mm-hmm. Um, that it really makes me wonder, like, did, you know, how has it impacted, uh, your, like the, the Trayvon, like your, the actual, like, uh, erosion of support or even, you know, just the, the work to keep the support going because it feels like people are, go from like outraged and I want to do this and I'm going to do that to just kind of like, oh, uh, n- now I'm mad because there's a shortage of bacon. I would like to tweet about that a hundred <laughs> times. Yeah, we can be a very salacious, I would say, society in general. And, you know, what's hot today may not be hot tomorrow. And I think, you know, specific to this case, it's, you know, we monitor, um, you know, just by kind of through tools on Twitter, who's tweeting about Trayvon Martin. And it's interesting to see that, you know, no, it is not at the levels in April or March um, or even February at this point in time, you know, who's tweeting about it. We we certainly don't have the celebrity support necessarily um, pouring out or, you know, a news story every 10 to 15 minutes as it was at one point in time. But people are still talking about this case. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting because we're not at the height of a trial, so to speak. We're still in very preliminary stages in that process. And I think, you know, as I said, just recently over the last couple of weeks, we've heard a lot more about the attempts to um, of the defense counsel to seek personal records of Trayvon Martin, including Facebook and Twitter. So think about, you know, social media and its impact. I think this case highlights a lot of, a lot of different issues, but, you know, if nothing more, yes, Social media is changing the way we have conversations about important events, Um, but it also is so important to track the development of what we're taking away from the case. So it may have started around senior ground, and it will always be about senior ground. It will always be about was this self-defense, was this murder, as you said, people taking sides. But it highlights so much more than that. And I think these recent attempts to obtain records such as Twitter and Facebook is a new discussion that I've seen taking place on social media. We, um, on our Facebook group, 
people have been using the, the Howard Students for Justice page, not just for Trayvon Martin, because I said before, you know, this movement was about more than that. Right. And we hear about a lot of different stories that come out of it, come out of it. Um, but people are talking about you know, these recent attempts, because when you talk about, you know, trying to think about who a person is and using their Twitter or Facebook account um, in in a defense for possibly for murder now has changed the conversation um, a lot to, to put some of that um, at the forefront. So there's Especially when it's your murder. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? It's not like they're using Twitter and Facebook because this guy committed a crime. So... Here is some evidence. It's, it's literally the victim had some stuff on Facebook, not even pertaining to this case, not even pertaining to the state of mind on the night of the case, like nothing like that. Uh, it is strictly uh, he tweeted some young Jeezy lyrics, so uh, he might be right. deserving of a fucking bullet. And that, that pisses yeah. me off so much. And that's the problem that I have. And I understand uh, the case should be about stand your ground, <laughs> but I think that it's eventually going to turn into... Uh, a groundbreaking case as far as social media and bringing social media and your personal social media records to trial. I think that that's going to end up being the bigger picture. And Mm -hmm. the thing is that I only think it should be brought in if it's relevant to what the case is about. If it's not relevant, it has nothing to do with what the case is about, then no. Right. And I mean, you you guys touch on something that is, really important here. And I think when we talk about this, you know, taking sides and you mentioned, you know, we're talking about Facebook and Twitter representing a victim who's not here to speak for themselves or correct the record. Right. Yes. His parents, his friends, nobody can correct the record like you can. And his voice is not here to talk about that. But you see what's really going on here. Who is the victim? Right. We see the website that was started on behalf of of Zimmerman and the donations that poured in to him at one point. You see what's happening here. Right. There is a transformation that's being attempted here to who is the victim. You know, the pictures that um, portrayed Trayvon Martin were highly criticized because they felt that they portrayed this young, innocent, smiling young boy. And we had a heavy set um, man who was it looked like he had been, you know, pictured as someone who had a mugshot. And so now the pictures that have come out of Georgia, they don't look like the pictures we originally saw of him and nor do the pictures um, from Trayvon Martin. We've had pictures that weren't even really Trayvon Martin being <laughs> released and, and proliferated um, that were supposed supposedly him, but weren't even really him. And what's happening, much like a lot of what happens in a lot of cases, is the apparent victim now becomes the person who's on trial. Right. So, you know, the, the focus, and, and this is a tactic that you use. I mean, I, I'm, I'm studying to be an attorney, and I, I can't credit his lawyer <laughs> enough for doing what he's supposed to. But he's he's trying to transform this issue because when we make the conversation about did he have drugs in the system or was he tweeting these these rap lyrics that we take issue with and how was he um, you know what, what was he saying about women the context of what that means without the person being able to correct the record is very different and I think you know I tweet I'm on Facebook and this is something that I take you know, personal because, you know, who you are in the context of social media may or may not be exactly who you are as a person in total. Right. But yeah. I 
here to speak for that, and he's not. So I think, like you said, this is going to be something that really touches home for a lot of people. Yeah, and and for me too. And and I, the biggest issue that I personally have with it is that when it comes to you, 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 we were talking about social media. When it comes to this, people tweet so much, people post so much on Facebook. When they're mad, when they're angry, when they're happy, when they're sad, when they're going through all types of emotions, and a lot of times people say stuff on these platforms, things that they would never, ever, ever, ever do in real life, right. but they can post it on this network to kind of. Uh, uh, yet to kind of put out how they feel and the internet never forgets and Twitter never forgets and Facebook never forgets. These sites never forget. And to me, it's, it's not fair to take a, a, a snapshot of something that I may have posted five, 10, 15 years ago because eventually time is going to go past where people are going to go back that far and you're like, I was 15, I was 16, <laughs> I was 12. Yeah. You know, are you mean to tell me you're going to pull this? And then also the issue that I have too is that they were talking about his school records. And my thing is that what does his school record have to do with him being shot? Like, like that's the problem I have. If it's going to be a trial, let it yeah. be a George, fair trial. George Zimmerman's not a truancy cop. It's not like he was walking down the street looking <laughs> for Trayvon Martin because he, he was, missed school. Does that you get shot if you're missing school or if you're right. smoking? I'm, who is on trial here? And, you know, like you said, I mean, what you say on the Internet, like, as I said, may or may not be who you are. But if half of America doesn't understand what it's like to be a 16 year old black man in Florida, does it really even matter? Right. I mean, my friends understand the context of what I'm saying and feeling and going through as a law student in District of Columbia coming from Massachusetts, living where I have. But if you have no context of that upbringing, understanding Jeezy lyrics or otherwise, does it even really matter? Yeah, you know? I, I quoted a Kendrick Lamar lyric this morning. I said, um, if I told you I killed a nigga at 16, would you believe me? Mm. And and is and someone hit me up like, wait, what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, 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 that's a Kendrick Lamar <laughs> and, and another person actually knew where it was from and still was like i i would not believe you because this that, and the other and it's just like yeah I, I could see someone taking that out of context and being like you know yeah this dude killed somebody at 16 because i don't you know i can take a snapshot from twitter um the other thing i was going to say too this reminds me a lot of a how a, a defense attorney would try to turn the tables on a rape victim yes where it's a lot of the look what look what he had on defense you know the uh well you know apparently he gets around and uh he's been sleeping with people and uh listens to Nicki minaj record so yeah. obviously he cannot be he's unrapeable yeah as and, far as i'm concerned and the the biggest issue for me and even though people might not want to talk about this is that majority of america is predominantly white and that's who you're trying to present trayvon martin to and so it's the 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 uh, the dog whistling of hey 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 black people are not safe so i'm gonna prove to you that he is not safe i'm gonna prove to you that i uh was justified in shooting him because he was brown skin and brown tone and brown <laughs> yeah. people scare me and brown people scare you too and you should be afraid and you should lock your doors and you right. should go get more guns it's like that's what you're portraying when that's 
technically might not be the truth technically but, might not it is not the truth I mean, it's, 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 <laughs> it's not the truth but when you're presenting it to people that know nothing of black black right. people it's like to them it's, it's, yeah. it's like in their mind they're, they're trying to rationalize this and they're trying to justify why you should did why he did what he did when at the end of the but day every, somebody Karen, died everybody knows black men attract bullets we have bullet magnetism inside of us ah! It's like the bullets can't help themselves. And is it really the bullets fault if they got magnetized and, and pulled into my body just because I was wearing a hoodie? And you that's know, and you the know bullet, what? That's on me. And you know what? And it also isn't, um, you know, you're magnetized for, for cops. So you're magnetized for being shot. You're magnetized yeah. for selling drugs. Like all that goes along with being black. I'm changing my CD collection right now. I'm telling y'all now, I'm taking all the rap out of my CD collection and now I'm going to get a bunch of like Bob Dylan. You might and, be better because when you're not here, guess what? The new age and the new way that we operate is that when you're gone, that's what speaks for you. It's not about the eulogy. It's not about even the good deeds. It's not what people remember. It's what you tweeted. It's what you posted. And, you know, in the context of this election, we think about having a president of one of the most powerful nations in the world saying that could have been my son. That really changes the game here. And I think, you know, both what both of you are saying is 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 critical here. You know, who's listening and for what? Mm -hmm. And, And frankly, what you're saying doesn't really matter if you're not here to correct and and clarify. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's also oh go ahead, Kim. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, and also I think it's a huge cultural thing, and uh, America is multicultural. But for some reason, people don't want America to be multicultural. You know, mm-hmm. black culture is a part of American culture also. And mm-hmm. like Roger said, you you're talking to he was. Uh, tweeting Kendrick Lamar lyrics and like like he said before if you know what it is you go oh, okay I know what that is but if you don't you're you're panicking you go what are you talking about did you really do this mm-hmm. and I, I I think a lot of that that gap in not really understanding the culture and not really understanding young people and also another problem that I have is that a lot of people that are old forget that they did dumb shit too but <laughs> we didn't have the social media that we have now where every fucking thing you do is recorded Right. And, you know, it's funny because in Europe, they have very different laws around social media. And I'm doing some research right now on this. And they actually have legislation in Europe that was coined as the right to be forgotten. So, you know, you've heard the right to privacy, right to the, but they have coined this right to be forgotten where we don't want everything to be remembered that, you know, we tweeted or posted forever no. to, to last and be out there. I thought that was something that was very interesting because, you know, you know, thinking about this case, thinking about if you want to run for president one day, you have to think about, well, what did I tweet when I was 16 years old? Yes. Or listen to Jay-Z. It's, it, it's a different world. Yes. And, and, and the thing is, is that a lot of we have a lot of young, bright minds that, that are young. And when you're young, you're dumb and you're stupid and you do stupid shit. Why? Because you're young and that's what young people do. But you know what? These are going to be the future doctors, the future lawyers, the future senators, the future presidents, the future teachers. This is what they're going to be. And it's and, and it's almost scary. It's like at 16 to 17, when you can't think past your nose, you have to think about your what were your actions now? Uh, how would they uh, affect your future when you're 16? You think 21 is old. You think 25 is old when you're 16. So it's hard for for, for a 16 year old to think that far in the future to think this tweet right here can prevent my job promotion. This tweet right here can prevent me from getting a, a salary increase. This tw- it's like it's hard for them to grasp that concept. And 
for me, it's unfair to hold it against them, especially. Well, more importantly than that, this this tweet here might sign my death warrant. Like, true, someone's going to use this to argue that it's okay if I get killed. I deserved it because I tweeted a certain way or a certain thing and they didn't understand that uh, apparently you can listen to Young Jeezy and still uh, do your homework and not do crimes like that that's the kind of ridiculous level that it's getting to and you know we've seen like you know they were able to get a new judge on the trial um because he felt that the judge was biased for actually holding it against him that he lied to the judge uh that Zimmerman lied to the judge about his financial situation um also you know we've seen that um they've been states of people have been able to galvanize the backlash against people who are uh you know outraged by the trayvon martin uh killing uh to pass laws in their states to get a uh you know stand your grounds laws uh to get to get money to go give to george zimmerman um and i'm starting to wonder do people need to at least start preparing for the possibility if not the likelihood of a not guilty verdict in this like certainly i mean we've seen that time and time again where you know the verdict doesn't necessarily match up with what we would have liked. But I think, you know, this really does go beyond that because, you know, as you start asking about what's the law where I live, because that's going to have an implication for thousands, if not millions of other people and many more Trayvon Martin and how we rationalize his death legally really doesn't have any meaning if we don't take something away from well, you know, what does this mean about what my day to day is going to be? And not just stand your ground, but stop and frisk mm-hmm. uh, yep. or a, a, a host of other things. Yep. I, I agree, man. And I, like I said, it's just, um, I'm, we're keeping up with it. I think, um, people need closure at some point. So the, but I feel like it's going to ramp up again before it's over when the trial actually yeah, starts. I, 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 mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. And I think it's going to bring a lot of, questions about the value of the life of a black and brown person and this is something that people don't want to get into because the way a lot of stuff is being traded for me as being african-american i'm like well wow is my life valuable you know if i die will it really matter you know and 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 i should matter just like i feel think anybody's life regardless of the color of your skin should matter but it's like the way it's presented it's almost like your life is has less value because you are of brown tone and i have an issue and i have a problem with that yeah um the other thing i was going to say too is um make sure you guys join their facebook page uh it's facebook.com uh the group is hu justice for trayvon martin um we're already uh members of the group we like them so uh you can check them out um they're on twitter at h-u-m-i suspicious um but uh yeah they're having all kinds of conversations and posts and it's a good way to keep up with social justice and what the happenings that are going on there and um you know what they're up to because you know it's, it's good to be informed man and uh you know, they 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 had uh, uh, you're looking at the page right now. They had the clip from the the kid who got stopped and frisked and actually got it on tape. Yeah. So you know that was, I remember I heard that on uh, this week in blackness, blackness. and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's like listening to that shit. You just go, man, this is real, and that's the kind of thing that it's gonna take to get out there to have 
people who just are not aware because my you know my belief is not that like people are just inherently evil or people Mm -mm. are racist i think legitimately most people don't give a fuck and that goes for everybody if it's not affecting me why would i really care and you know why would i really believe that this thing is such a hardship on you but then you hear the audio to someone being stopped and frisked and you go yeah this is a problem right or the phone calls somebody is is murdered killed however you want to interpret it you know when there's been a lot about releasing those 911 calls and i think it's important to know that this Trayvon Martin did not real I mean the all the media hype we're talking about was very delayed I mean mm-hmm. this was something that really picked up after social media after law students after you know undergrad students were marching to the White House protesting we had Howard University students arrested for uh for protesting because it was not receiving the national attention that um, many of us felt that it should so once that attention was deserved i mean once that attention actually occurred you know certainly there were a lot of conversations but i mean where we are today is i wouldn't say in any way less than where we were then but it really speaks to you know the next story this the stop and frisk video that you're you're referencing for instance mm-hmm. i mean that's not something that would be the the headline tomorrow right and it would never be a headline tomorrow and it's not going to be unless students or otherwise are going to be posting it somewhere and when people hear that they're like well that could have been me um, and that's the same thing that kind of, you know, with the Am I Suspicious campaign, it was the same idea. That could have been me. And like you said, if it's not, if it, I don't think it's going to impact me or, you know, it's those people, you know, or those, those individuals. But when you really hear it, you experience and the sympathy turns to empathy in a lot of ways. And you, you start to realize that, wow, you know, this impacts people. Yeah, it's one of the few times where, um, quote unquote, slacktivism is exactly what is needed. Like, the people actually literally just tweeting and spreading the word mm-hmm. uh a lot of people get down on that like oh that's not real activism you're not even doing anything but sometimes like with trayvon martin uh, the attention and the eyes and the focus and the promotion of a story and just a question mark of hey what the fuck happened here is really enough to galvanize the media and gal- and in turn galvanize the law and get things started because for a long time this was just gonna be uh trayvon martin got shot the end yeah and like I'll- people forget that even getting to this level and to a certain extent is a bit of a victory because this was going to be this guy got shot there's no questions to ask end of the story why is everybody having a problem with this that was what this was supposed to be mm-hmm. yes karen were you gonna say something? oh i'm sorry sweetie what i was also gonna say is also the thing about social media social media is free and so for the first time you don't have to be in the media to get news out and about and it right. moves at a such a rapid pace and it literally moves quicker than the national news and yeah. so eventually the national news got a hold of it because so many people got had hits on it and it forced them to talk about it because people were talking about it 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you look at what modern day activism really is, um, we just had a symposium at Howard Law that talked about politics and polarization. And and it, it touched on a lot of different issues. But one of them was, you know, what impact does do a lot of these modern day protests really have? You know, you look at the Occupy movement and otherwise and people are asking, like, well, what did it really do? People ask that about the civil rights movement still as mm-hmm. well. But I mean, there's a lot of things that you can take away from these and and ask yourself, like, what am I doing Um, and am I having any impact? But certainly for anyone who doesn't really view themselves as the I want to march out to wherever, it allows them to be engaged in the conversation in a way that they probably wouldn't have been otherwise. And that's very valuable. All right, cool, man. Well, yeah, make sure you guys go check them out. The links will be in the show notes and whatnot. Amanda says she's going to stick around with us throughout the the rest of the show. So, uh, are, we'll you, try. are you ready for this? Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Amanda, um, you're in law school right now. I am. I um, am. How how how's law school, man? For like all the young people out there thinking about being lawyers and getting yeah. themselves into. Uh, school and whatnot how's it going and is it like crazy (laughs) i always view that as a trick question because you know it's a great experience overall but by no means is it easy and i I think anything worth anything worth having is usually hard anyway but yes um, (laughs) ma'am it's hard it's a journey um but you know opportunities like this working on a lot of the election things that we're working on right now, working on Trayvon Martin, I think it really puts the law in context for me. You know, I come from a business background, but uh, it it brings it to life. So in that respect, it's great. And then this is a great time to be a law student, especially a law student at the historic Howard University, but particularly at Howard University Washington, D.C. during an election year um, with all the craziness that's going on with it, you know, it is a, an excellent time to be getting involved, you know, and trying to take a piece of what's going on in the future. Plus, my understanding is that you guys have the best homecoming, so... Ain't that yeah. right. And listen, I've been to, from fans, and before I even came to Howard, I had been to Howard's homecoming year, year um, and now, you know, our homecoming was a couple weekends ago. Um, experience it as a Howard University student, it brings a whole nother level to it. So yes, nobody can consist that. <laughs> yeah, I knew I knew Howard had that shit together because um when I was in uh high school I had a pretty high SAT and um a really good GPA because I had all these like weighted classes and stuff where you get like two extra points for being in the class and all that stuff. So like we went on a I went on a road trip with this tour. Uh, I think uh forget the name of it now, but uh we went to all these schools, right? It was like uh with the D- Delaware State, like um which was so damn cold. I they they could have offered me the moon. I was walking out of there. <laughs> I wasn't signing anything. They were like, "Well, we'll think about it." I was like, "No, it's cold. I want to get back on the bus." Yep. Um but um they offered me like 12 times of scholarships. I was like, "I don't want any of these. Did any of these come with heat?" <laughs> um but uh yeah, Howard was the one school where we got off and I didn't get offered a scholarship and I was like, "What the what is wrong with y'all?" <laughs> they were like, nah, it's not not good nah, enough, homie. Mm-hmm. So I was like, they must have up. Yeah, they must have that shit together. I'm like, I tried to slide in. I had to go back and retake this SAT again. Like, get in. 
But um, yeah. Uh, now, also, uh, being a second year law student, like, how? What does that mean? Like, you went to, you did your undergrad, and then you, and then you go to law school, or is it, you know, a step between that? Like, how many years of actual post high school education do you have to do to, you know, to become a lawyer? I guess. Well, you know, the technical answer is, you know, once you've completed your undergraduate um, education, you can apply to law school. So, you know, I do have classmates who finished um, college, you know, last year and started law school right after. Mm. Um, But, you know, the great thing about law school that I found in comparison to undergrad and, you know, high school is that you're not in a classroom with people who kind of been along that same path. You know, in high school, everybody kind of moved on to the grade, some faster than others. But nevertheless, Mm. you know, you kind of move from grade to grade with people and were relatively around the same age group. Um, But in law school, you have people who are coming very different paths. So, you know, me personally, I worked for four years prior to going to law school. Um, but we have people in our class who, you know, worked a, what I would consider a lifetime and have decided to go back to law school. Mm. Um, and then you have people who were skipped ahead. And so, you know, not even 21 years old and they're sitting in a classroom um, wow. with you ready to become a lawyer in just a couple of years. And then, you know, once you start law school, most programs are three. There's a lot of debate about what that will look like in the future and whether or not three years is actually necessary um, to become an attorney. But once you've completed that educational step of the, the three years, you can take the bar exam, which is really the gatekeeper to becoming a lawyer. Now, would you suggest like taking the break between, you know, and, and, like going to work or do something and then coming back? Or you you like uh, the idea of going straight through? Um, I am from the school of thought. I think everybody is different. And I yeah. think one, I think if you had asked me that question day one of law school, I would have been like, oh, of course you want work experience or of course you want world living experience, anything. Take a year off, see the world, do something other than school, then come to law school so you can bring those experiences to conversation. Um, But I think now sitting here as a 2L, I think about my study group, which is comprised of individuals who came straight through, some of which actually have had a a lot less um, experience because they were skipped ahead grades in high school. Um, So, and they bring a completely different perspective to the table. So I think it really depends on you as a person and what you're ready to to take on because law school is, is a very serious commitment and it requires a level of diligence and maturity that other, you know, even other graduate programs just do not require. Um, and mm. so if you have that and you're ready for that, then certainly, you know, I would say at any age or, or any, with any level of experience, you'd be ready to do that. For me, I found that a lot of individuals who have had the work experience or life experience after college and then went back, it, it's worked to their advantage because, one, I feel like, you know, I'm going to come out and be at a point in life where I need to be ready to live. So I, I approach law school with a level of seriousness. Yeah. I, don't, I only have so many chances to get it right and to, to figure this career thing out. Mm. Um, also because, you know, I've kind of lived through other things, seen other things, and, you know, I've worked 100-hour work weeks. I know what's at the other end of this tunnel when it's time to get to work. So I know what I need to do to get there and, and that there's a lot of opportunity once I'm there if I take the right steps now. So I think it depends, but certainly experience is not going to hurt you. A hundred hour work weeks. I, I didn't, was I didn't listening know, to uh, that. 
So you, <laughs> I didn't know that was, you could work that many hours. Yeah. Did you uh, put together iPhones in China or something? Like, how'd you? You pull? would think, uh, and that's the funny thing is that, um, at one point, there was actually a lawsuit for this. I come from public accounting, and it, a lot of work field and attorney for attorneys isn't that much different. So maybe I just enjoy the abuse of it all. But um, there was a lawsuit against from you know these people who we view as the elite in society, oftentimes. But you know they making however much money they're making. But trust me, they these companies get their money's worth. And if you do the math at one point, you know, we were account from an accounting background. So we did the math and we were like, are you telling me that I'm really, I, we were working grossly under minimum wage at one point. Wow. And it has to give you some, you know, we have conversations all the time about, do you need to go to college and college is it worth it? And, mm-hmm. you know, the blue collar, white collar and what's right for everyone in this day and age. Um, and if you sit down and you say, I spent this much on a degree and you do the math with your paycheck, however much it is, and you feel like they got me, it, it brings a whole nother level of realism. Yes, about Yes, ma'am. It makes you angry. Yeah, it's kind of like the middle management trap of corporate America sometimes where yep, I won't pe- do it. people are like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, don't you want to be a manager? And it's like, well, mm-hmm. looking at your position and you <laughs> can't get overtime, but somehow they, they find, find a, a way. Re- they find a reason for you to yeah. be here till 8 o'clock at, at night, night every night. And, and you were there on the weekends. Yeah, they so find the first one in here and the last one to leave. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice car, but you never get to drive it. So I'm okay. And people think that, you know, I've worked on both sides. And I mean, a lot of the work, like this Trayvon Martin election stuff that I work on, it's what, you know, I get up and I'm excited about every day. And I've, when I used to work and, you know, we, I would work on behalf, my clients were corporations, you know, Fortune 500, Fortune 100 companies. And I would see the news and people criticizing these executives and their executive compensation. I used to audit the payroll. So I saw the checks with all the zeros mm. and, and I was, I felt some type of way personally. <laughs> they, those people, I, don't, I wouldn't, I would not switch shoes with them. And yeah. you have to do what you want and what you're motivated to do. Because at the end of the day, those people go home with a weight on their shoulders that I personally would just, just would not trade with mm-hmm. them. And the hours you, it's a 24 seven job when you're an executive. And even if you're working from your yacht, it's a 24 seven job. And I think, you know, sometimes people don't necessarily understand that, but um, it's the same. Yeah, I, like right now, if my job called me, I'm not picking up. Hell no. Like, that's the difference between me and that guy is like he he gets a call. It doesn't matter what time it is. It's work and I get paid this much and I have to do what I have to do. And I get that call and I go, y'all can wait till Monday morning. Hell well, yeah. A lot of people who aren't even in that position, who aren't making the executive compensation and still have to take that call. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I, you know, not necessarily boggled my mind, but coming back to law school and I'm trying to figure out what kind of lawyer do I really want to be. And at Howard, you're a social engineer, no matter what, if you're the big corporate lawyer making the millions, you're still a social engineer. If you're the public interest lawyer making nothing and volunteering, you're a social engineer. And so at the end of the day, those dollars, they matter a lot. And trust me, I want all of them, but <laughs> you know, what else are you doing and how are you contributing? It matters so much more. Now, yeah. when um, do you officially, I mean, maybe you already have, but when does someone get to call themselves a lawyer? Because I know, you know, they say you practice law, you never, you know, you never really graduate beyond practicing law, um, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Like, you can't be 
making law that would make and, you a judge and, or something. And when do you get to Esquire, like Shirley Wong Esquire? Yeah, like what? <laughs> like how does that process work? Well, it's funny you ask because it is a very on-point question because to, um, this week, many states released the bar results, and so many people have heard of the bar exam. Um, and that bar exam is the gatekeeper to the profession. So you can go to law school, you can put in those long hours, you can graduate top of your class, but if you don't pass that bar exam, you are not part of the profession. You are not a lawyer. You are mm. JD. You have the, the credential. You may be able to lawyer better than anyone, um, but you are not part of um, the, the profession as a lawyer. And so that process, it requires the education component, which is the three years that I talked about, but it also requires a grueling exam um, that, you know, I heard yesterday that fifty per, only 50% of Michigan bar um, of the people who took the Michigan bar actually passed Damn. this around. If you think about in California has had some awful statistics in the past as well. Um, I mean, that's a, it's a scary thought because you do all this work, you work really hard, you think you learn it, and then you have an exam at the end of it that determines whether or not you're going to be able to be considered part of the profession. That doesn't mean that you can't use your JD to do very many, you know, to do the job of a lawyer, um, but you can't be considered one. The Esquire <laughs> um, will not accompany your name without doing that. How much does that test cost? Because I think that test is expensive, ain't it? Yeah, and imagine having to take it multiple times. That's what I'm talking about. I was like, she's talking about they fail 50%. That mean I got to pay for the test again and then wait another six to eight months whenever they offer it again? Yeah, that's crazy. Because they set you up. Some places, a lot of places actually will pay for your bar exam. So, you know, I work for a firm um, and hopefully will receive an offer from that firm. And the firms oftentimes will pay for your bar exam and your bar review course because passing the exam without a course is very difficult. So the course in and of itself is a couple thousand dollars. And then the exam, the um, the forms that you have to file in order to take the exam are a couple thousand dollars. And we talk about social media and the impact of social media. There's a component of the exam that has nothing to do with law school, it's all about your person. It's all about who you are as a person. It's called character and fitness. And that part of it may be a little bit more scary than the exam itself because it includes a review of everything you've done um, and your relevant portion of your life. Wow. Meaning, have you been convicted? Um, have, do you have speeding tickets? Actually, someone had to go in and go before a committee to talk about the number of speeding tickets they have, your credit score, um, um, you know, how many jobs you've had. Have you relied on any application? Those are things that can also keep you from from becoming a lawyer, because we talk about in society the way we view lawyers, you know, all the lawyer jokes and stuff. But, you know, I come from the public accounting where you become a CPA and that's a very difficult exam. But the bar exam is one part. But the bar review process and your character fitness is a whole nother part that's very scary. So you'll see a lot of law students actually pull back significantly on their social media presence, because not only can it inhibit your opportunities in terms of getting a job right here and now, but it can actually keep you from becoming a lawyer because they can deny you entry into the profession if they feel that your character and the evidence of what, you know, what you've exhibited over your lifetime doesn't fit with what the profession standards are. Damn, that's scary Wow. And <laughs> once you take these tests, it's only for that state. Yes. Right? Yes. So if you want to be a lawyer in all 50 states, you got to take this test 50 times? 
<laughs> yeah. So some places do offer what we call reciprocity, where you can take the exam in a state like a New York and another state may recognize it after you've practiced for a number of years. Um, at, uh, luckily enough, here in D.C., it's, it has one of the easier processes where you can just wave into D.C. if you've taken the exam elsewhere. But most I've no, I've met people who have taken the bar exam um, in multiple places, some places and others who have just done it through reciprocity. So they've put in their time, so to speak. There are states um, that it doesn't matter. I, can't, I think it's Missouri or one of the states that nobody actually really wants to live in that will take anybody <laughs> as well. But, but yeah, that's very true. Well, all right. Let me do some business because I forgot to do all this shit up front. You listen to the Blackout Tips. Uh, it's a bl- comedy podcast we do three times a week. It's between me and my wife, Karen. And um, the motto of the show is nothing's wrong if it's funny. Um and uh, you can find us at theblackouttips.com. Uh, if you want to watch us live, we have live shows. There's just a uh, there's a tab where you just click live shows. It takes you right to it. Uh, people that are watching us right there right now. Um, or if you're listening to this in the future, people were watching us there uh, Sunday around 10 a.m. Yes. Um, but, yeah, you can do that stuff. You can donate to the show. Uh, you can also click the About tab for all the contact information. Uh, you can subscribe uh, all from the page. Go to the store. Check out our Tumblr. Um, you can call the show 704-557-0186. Leave a voicemail throughout the week. Talk to us live Saturday mornings. Email us, theblackouttips at gmail.com. Um, and the official weapon of the show is the taser, the official, the unofficial sport is I about to say you saying that wrong, sir. It's bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. Yes, sir. And, uh, also don't forget, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm Rodimus prime. I'm say that again. That is in D a T the show. Twitter is T B G W T. And Amanda, I don't know if you want to give your Twitter out knowing now that, uh, the lawyer's <laughs> exam. <laughs> I know it's coming up, but just fast. Somebody might hit you up and uh, start 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 something with you and see if they can yeah, get you out of that. On that, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know what I hate: black women. Uh, at Amanda, what's up? And just wait for you to respond and be like, "See, that's why you can't be a lawyer." <laughs> um, of course, we're also uh, nominated currently uh, today and tomorrow. The last days you can vote for us mm-hmm. uh, on Stitcher. Uh, it's Stitch. You can either Google Stitcher Awards or go to Stitcher.promotw.com. And we are nominated under the most original podcast. We're one of only, I think, five or six mm-hmm. podcasts in the world. Yes, in the world, y'all. They even got nominated, but we would like to be the one podcast that wins. Uh, I think it's, uh, we should at least try. Uh, all yeah. you have to do is have a Facebook page and, and the- you go there, you like their status or whatever you like it at the top and then you go to the bottom and you vote and uh we want to win so we do vote for us. we do and i think the amazing thing is that some of the people we against actually have commercials on tv i was right. like we're going against them yeah they yeah have commercials like, we were watching uh <laughs> we we're watching a rerun of uh the talking dead which comes after uh walking dead or whatever and uh we were watching that uh getting caught up on it and the commercial was for kevin smith's uh comic book men and uh yeah kevin smith is one of the podcasts we're up against for this award and i think if we won it uh it would be awesome even though i do love his movies and stuff so me it's too just, it's nothing personal kev i just i needs this in my life bro. i know it's so um all right this hot podcast is also sponsored it's actually double sponsored Woo-hoo! we're all the way back y'all uh first of all it's sponsored by the new audio play from shadow doll production seance seance 
uh starring jenna simon uh you can add you can find this audio play by searching amazon.com uh for jenna simon which is spelled j-e-n-n-a and simon like simon says or through this link and then we'll have the link up on the show notes it's also available on zune spotify and he puts in the show notes i mean in the note for the uh, advertisement whatever the hell that is <laughs> we're gonna have to get him up on spotify yeah dude, you messing up man you should know it was like spotify. whatever it is y'all know it is go check it out good way to get my good my new music it's also on rhapsody uh pretty much any national media outlet uh just don't look for it on itunes because those motherfuckers are charging ten dollars for it when it's 99 cents everywhere else fuck itunes where were we <laughs> this is all show copy this is all <laughs> this is our, our sponsors know us well oh yeah buy seance on amazon.com so make sure you do that and of course uh our other sponsor is back but in order to talk about this sponsor i gotta find some type of sexy music sexy music um i don't know if the lawyer you ready for this or not <laughs> the lawyer i don't know if this see if this counts oh, i gotta turn the volume up all right Fellas and ladies, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Have you been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, you should be. And you know what? It won't plead the fifth on you. It won't. <laughs> it might make you plead fifth five times, yes. but it will not plead the fifth. Um, well, here's an offer you won't be able to refuse. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you get 50% off of just about any item. Yes, and you know what? It it won't mind if you stop and frisk it. It won't. <laughs> it prefers to be stopped and frisked. Yes. Um, uh, but that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you also get three count them three free adult dvds of white people in slow motion and costumes and like they got sets and like it's a completely different from the kind of porn that i normally watch is uh, a nice change of pace it's like going to it's it's like going to an artistic theater where they have those independent movies oh we got picasso going on today shakespeare i'm down so yeah you make sure you do that and get a little inspiration you also get a free extra gift that is so sensual that i can't tell you and to top it all off, they even throw in free shipping on your entire order. Now, that's the best part. It's like, whatever you do, you get your your 50% off, and then you just pay the tax. Yeah. And free shipping. It's and, there. And apparently, unlike the bar, it's in all 49 states. I forgot one state said that Adam and Eve is banned, but all other 49, you good. Uh, so check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off of one item when you type in TBGWT for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you get three free uh, DVDs. You get a free extra gift, free shipping. Just use the code TBGWT at adamandeve.com. Yeah, you don't have to pass the bar, I promise you. Well, you might have to pass a bar with some alcohol, but not but not the bar that she taking the bar exam. Well, you can pass the bra. Oh, yeah, the bra and the bar, yes. Yeah. All right, man, we have uh, random thoughts and stuff, too. Uh, Amanda, um, I, now I notice your name is hyphenated. Are you married, perhaps? No, I'm not, actually. Oh, <laughs> it's like Maurice Jones Drew. You just inherited that that hyphenated, hyphenated last name. How'd you get that? I did. My mom, like, the, actually, all the women on my mother's side hyphenated their last names. 
Um, I don't know why. I guess they consider themselves slightly feminist. I remember my sister told me when I was younger, she's hyphenated now as well. She's married. She said that a man should only be an extension of who you are, thus the hyphen. So I don't know. Mm. Wow. And, and you know what? For me, it was different. Um, I never had a middle name. So I just had a first and last name. And Roderick, same thing. First and last name, no middle name. Wow. So I would be, I would tell people my name. They was like, uh, what's your middle name? I was like, I don't have one. They was like, why are you kidding? Because, you know, a lot of people are ashamed of their middle name. I was like, nah, I'm not, I don't have nothing to be ashamed of because I don't really, I really don't have one. It's, it's a blank. You yeah. know, when you look up on the board and you see middle initials, my name will always be blank. So what I did is that when I got married, it was no hyphen. It was, I got a middle name. My main name was my middle name. I was just happy to get a middle name. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not hyphening nothing. Well, you know what's, what's weird, though, is um, I would think having a hyphenated last name might scare guys off a little bit. Like, do you ever run into the people who just think you're married and they so, you know, like, like, or I guess maybe you wouldn't know, because why would they tell you, like, I didn't approach you? <laughs> no, you know, more often than not, if it scares a guy off, it's because they think I might hyphenate my name, too. And then mm. I'd be Butler Jones Adams. And a lot of guys don't like that idea. But <laughs> now, ah, that's, that's different, man. I Like, if I was, if I met somebody, it's like, hi, my name's Amanda Butler Jones. I'd be like, oh, so you got a man. All right. Well, can I get, <laughs> can I get that drink back? I'm sorry about that. I wasted a drink. <laughs> but uh, yeah that's that's pretty cool though um you should you should definitely um like not say that at the bar unless <laughs> you're not want unless you're not attracted to the dude then you throw the butler on that you see what i'm saying <laughs> well trust me i ain't giving my last name out at no bar in my mind in my mind at the fancy <laughs> lawyer bar at, at the fancy lawyer bar i created in my brain just now everyone introduces <laughs> themselves by their full name by the way yes and put an esquire at the end. yeah and you exchange right. business cards by the yes. way yes yes <laughs> <laughs> amanda butler jones jv oh oh, oh you're not an esquire yet oh get away from me then be <laughs> yeah. a bum well, I said Butler Jones because yes, you yes. wasn't getting none anyway. Yes, you have to pass the real bar to get at this bar. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, he had to chance pass the bra exam. and uh, That's right. That's only in one state at a time. Um, so uh, speaking of Twitter and social media, um, we talked about a couple weeks ago, Sarah Palin tweeted uh, something about the president uh, mm. shucking and jiving. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's like he's not gonna be able to like, shuck and jive his way out of this or something. It's like, yeah. you know, just racial trolling, I believe. And <laughs> yes. a lot of a lot of people were like retweeting it and saying like, "This is why they're not gonna win." You know, this type of racism oh. and all that. But I was thinking, kind of in line with the Trayvon Martin thing, I wonder if like which side bring does that bring people out to the polls? Because to me, her saying something racist of like completely would not bring out in my opinion would not should not bring out a racist person to the polls like no if i wasn't gonna vote and then sarah palin said something racist and i just happen to be racist if, if i don't think i'd be like oh you know what i gotta vote now it went but i tell you one thing if her daughter shucked and jive maybe she still might be in dancing with the stars <laughs> she sucks i'm sorry okay <laughs> the character's on fire today she's she's terrible <laughs> She, she, uh, but yeah, I just wonder who it brings out because I figured it would actually have the opposite effect, and maybe black people or whatever that weren't gonna vote would be like, yeah, you know what, I'm gonna go vote because I don't want this racist motherfucker to get in office uh, with these type of racist people backing him, you know. But 
If they're um, not going after hearing the 47% and watching some of these debates and hearing all these lies, I don't think a shuck and jive is going to get them out either. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I was also thinking about science because I'm so smart. Um, the You know how like, people refer to uh, the creation of the earth as a... Uh, the Big Bang Theory, where it's mm-hmm. like some shit exploded and life started and Earth was all this stuff. Um, I was thinking like the name The Big Bang Theory seems like it was invented by a scientist that just got tired of trying to explain his theory on how life was created to stupid people. Like he like it could not have been called The Big Bang. Like he mm-hmm. no way someone that smart. They named come, it that. Yeah, he did not name. That was not the first name of it. It was mm. something like long and and, and with a lot of explanations and, and, and off the periodical table. Yeah. and you know with formulas. And he was like, you know what? I'm tired of having to re-explain this. What is, hmm? Yeah. Big. Okay. I, okay. Okay. Yes, it is big. Bang. That's what they say when they hit each other. Hmm. Okay. And I guess I use theory because I don't want people to call these facts. Yeah, he's like, oh, you, yes, I've been working on uh, my spontaneous life uh, I- implementation theorem of uh, what you need me to, <laughs> yeah, spontaneous. Yeah, that means, no. right, that means yeah, but like, sir, not, could, you, could, you, could you spell that, please? Right. <laughs> Did you put that in the sentence? It's like no, no, no. What I'm saying is that it was it was not planned. It was spontaneous. There's no way to. I don't understand, sir. This is you know we don't have the internet. I can't Google this. I don't understand. Well, you know what? Uh, <laughs> like what I'm saying is there was an explosion Mm-mm. that from Mm-mm. a meteorite no, or no. possibly an asteroid. Mm-hmm. Of some We're type in the Stone that, Age. I, I don't understand this language that you're talking about. Meteorites. Well, what are those? No, the, I'm saying the impact with the Earth. Nope. Mm-mm. Would have you know created the Earth a lot is of flat. Heat. What are we talking about, sir? There's a lot of gas nope that would, what's gas it's the big bang theory okay look shit was blowing up it was a big bang you know what bang is right it was a big ass bang yes i, I understand and that then some life happened now okay i can accept that yeah this is big bang now leave it alone <laughs> um all right so yeah I, I, that's what my thought was anyway um another thing and uh, people have been um asking us to uh uh to talk about this um apparently key and pill uh do you watch that show uh at all amanda do you have time to watch tv no, no. i actually don't even own a tv jesus christ <laughs> i believe that working 100 hours a week how could you <laughs> in america when would you have when would you have time to watch it sir I don't know, man. Well, the eyes is closed. All the fellas, all the fellas listening to this, man. She ain't married. She about to be a lawyer, and she don't even own a TV. I'm just saying. <laughs> I need to figure out. I need to start at least pretending to care about Trayvon or something. So y'all, <laughs> she like, working hard over here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm socially active. I'm. Mm-hmm. I care about causes no, and such. You are not socially active. She is. Um, That's why she got a hyphen, and you don't because she's socially active. <laughs> Um, so uh, we've been watching Key and Peel, and um, it's a it's a really uh, really good show. And last season, I thought it was good. It comes yeah. on Comedy Central. It's um, these two uh, black comedians, and they do a lot of different skits. And I, I mean, I don't really want to ruin it for anybody. I'm just gonna say it's really good, and you guys should be watching it. Yeah, and you know what? And the second season has been great. It was like that first season they was trying to see what they could get away with, trying to feel out, trying to get accustomed to their skits, get used to their writers, then probably get used to being on TV. 
But this second season, y'all, is gangbusters. It is so funny. And it's nothing like the Chappelle show, but it has that feel where you can tell that they have a lot of creative control over what they do. Mm-hmm. And it's one of them things where I'm like, you know what, Comedy Central? Please don't fuck this up. Yeah, you should watch it, man. Um, I don't want to just go into the minutia of each skit and stuff, but they've had some of the best concept skits uh, hands yes. down. Like some of the stuff we put in our random thoughts or make jokes about. They've had in some of the episodes. Yes. And it's like, like one, y'all told us? Like one of the jokes that I've always made was, um, someone, whenever they do the Civil War reenactments, some black people should show up as the slaves. And they did it. And yes, I was rolling, man. Cause yeah, they always skip over that part of the <laughs> Civil War reenactment. It's always just a bunch of white people running around shooting each other. But yeah, I think you should shame them and show up in slave irons and <laughs> and cloths and shit and go, yeah, this is not as fun now, is it? Yes, and, and we was joking about uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. They did a skit about them, which was hilarious. Yeah, so I say you check it out. It is on uh, Netflix, I believe, streaming. Um, I don't know how up to date they keep it if like the new season is on there yet, but uh, check it out. The season isn't over yet. Um, and then uh, the other thing is... um. I gotta say, uh, I also watch Sons of Anarchy. And uh, I think I hate this show. <laughs> I think I, oh, you don't got I can't stop watching tired it. Tired of the clean cut black folks? Well, uh, you knew that was like the beginning of the end when they introduced the black gangsters and they were all like dudes that looked like they could be in law school. And I was like, this. Yeah, that was clean cut. They look. was bald headed. Nobody had no facial hair. Nobody had dreads. Yeah, these are the safest black people in the world. They don't even wear hoodies. And y'all trying to make me feel like I should be afraid of them. Yeah, y'all, I think y'all just are using the fact that they're black as, as fear. Scary. And, and that don't work. Yeah, it's like the dude speaking perfect English and shit. It's like, <laughs> look, we're going to sell these drugs to y'all black people. Is that okay? Yeah, but you, but you're supposed to be a, a, a biker. With right. a gang, y'all don't have no slang in y'all group. Y'all don't have, you know, it's well, like. Well, the black people aren't bikers. They're, they're, they're gang members. They're, they're one niners. Oh, well, but it's like at every meeting, the one niners are like, you know, it's like, you know, uh, the, 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 the biker is like, show me, uh, where such and such is. I need to get that and blah, blah, blah. And then the black dude's always just like, sure, no problem. It's like, why, why is this, why is this scary? It's like. <laughs> Yeah, like, you look like my uncle. I don't understand this. You you are not fearing me, sir. Yeah, speaking his slang all wrong and shit, and using like seventies slang, proper English. Like it's terrible. Like yes. you can clearly, clearly some some white people that don't know any black people wrote like those. Yeah, they exchanges. They got all their teeth. They don't got burnt lips. Where they've been smoking blunt. They don't look like they've been drinking with the red eyes. No, yeah. this is not authentic. People. They write in parts where like these gangster ass black people are letting white people call them racial terms and not even getting angry it don't work like that like what's the point of being a gangster if you still got to go to work and deal with racism <laughs> like i there's no point in being illegal if if i still got to go uh to to the to the meeting and and the white dude is calling me like coon and shit to my face i'm supposed to just take it like it makes sense so i think i hate this show they have like these fake ass chases every and it's like they force a chase into every, a chasing into every week. And, the, you know, the last one I didn't like was with Joe McHale, who's, you know, a comedian and a funny person, but the fuck are you doing in this gangster ass show, sir? Like, and, and like that chase made no sense. Like the, he was in a car, they were in some bikes. He drives away, he's getting away, and then he just stops and turns around. It's like, why would you do that? 
I have no idea. These people are trying to kill you, sir. And he gets out the car and starts running. It's like, see, this is why white people die in scary movies. And then <laughs> the other, the other chase that was even worse was, uh, they chased some big ass Raekwon looking dude, um, who was, uh, you know, they, they, you know, they, they thought tried to like kill somebody or something. They, and, and the chase was like going up like a building. He was just running up to the roof of a building. They played the most generic rap music. Oh, they didn't go hard at all? It was, I mean, but it's just that the rap music sounded like something I would make up if you told me I had an hour deadline and it needed to sound kind of gangster but not have any cursing in it so that they didn't have to beep oh. anything out. Oh so, oh, so they didn't pay to get somebody to really perform it. Oh, you know what they did? They got one of them actors to to, to make, <laughs> make a mixtape on the spot. Yeah, it might have been like one of the actors like band that he has outside of, of, of the show. That, they were like, you, you, you're you black. You like rap. I don't know anything about rap. Well, here's a beat. Make something. Yeah, it was just embarrassingly bad, man. And I couldn't stop watching because I've watched every episode of that show, yeah, man. Yeah, you got that complete syndrome. I would drop out of shit in a heartbeat. I'm like, I'm out. Yeah, so yeah, that that show sucks. Now. I wish I could give that 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 uh, syndrome I have to you. It would save you some heartache and pain. Now, Amanda, do you know who Neil deGrasse Tyson is? No idea. Mm-mm. All right, he is a black dude with a fro who is like one of the premier scientists or scientific minds of uh America right now. A lot of people. Uh, he's one of the people that really got on Obama for getting rid of the uh na- like funding for NASA. NASA. Like, uh, he's a very, uh, outspoken man. Um, and, uh, he, he seems like a cool dude, man. And I was watching him give a, um, interview to Jon Stewart, um, on, uh, The Daily Show. And I was really like, man, this dude is, um, he seems to have it all together. And I had this thought about him that I've never had before in my life. But just sitting there watching him give this interview, cause he's a pretty, you know, pretty charming guy for like, you know, a science nerd. I bet Neil deGrasse gets all the hoes. <laughs> all of them, man. Like that dude, one, he's smart. I think he's married now, so I don't know what he does now, but he's, sm- he's really intelligent. He's in a field where there's probably like one brother and it's him. Of course. You know, it's like, I, I'm pretty sure there's I, not I, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, cosmic physicists and shit just walking around. Ain't that the one black dude that's up for like the nomination on Stitcher? Yeah, he he's one of yeah he's 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 one of the black people that's uh, nominated. His podcast is nominated. I vote for him. Uh, but yeah, he looks like he was um like he's kind of he had a little bit of swag to him. And I think if you put him in a room full of geeky ass white people, he's probably pimping. Yeah, he probably the coolest brother in the room. Yeah, like I don't know if he says the n word. He probably doesn't believe in that, but. He like scientifically. No, he, he probably don't say. He probably created a formula for it that they joke about. Right. Like he seemed like he would buy women cosmos and then teach them about the cosmos, man. Like that dude just seemed like he got that type yes. of game. Yes, cosmos on cosmos. See, while you're drinking this cosmo, if you don't mind looking up at the sky, I can show you the cosmos. See that star right there. <laughs> That star is connected to the Big Dipper girl. I like to dip on you. I don't care if you're a white dwarf or a black hole. You all gravitating to my magnetivity. Yes, you like, are. Mm, for real, Neil deGrasse, speak that shit. Like, he, <laughs> he kind of pimpish, man. I'm just, yes. Y'all need to get up on some Neil yes. deGrasse Tyson, man. And this gravity I have will make your clothes come off because my gravity is strong. He's girl. and he's always constantly trying to get kids into science. And he like, is. you guys need to, you know, be America needs to support science sciences. We need more scientific mind. Listen, if he really wants to do it, he needs to come out 
of the closet and tell everybody how many women he gets. Oh, a because lot. Because I feel like that would make me as a student, you know, 10-year-old Rod would really hit the books hard if I knew <laughs> at the end of the light at the end of the tunnel was Neil deGrasse Tyson gets all the women. And he gets paid. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he gets paid, but you know, you do a lot of stuff to get paid in America, but very few things can you be a not cool nerd and still get all the women, Karen. That is a True. very difficult feat to accomplish. <laughs> yeah. And he has done it somehow. And I think he needs to tell the world. He owes the world, even. Yes. If and he wants know, us to do study science. And he's one of the few dudes that come out and say, you know what, girl? Fill my brain. Ain't it smart up there? <laughs> Fill my brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all that science going on up there? Mm-hmm, girl. <laughs> um, all right. Um another thing this is a advice okay we're gonna give some dated advice real quick Uh oh i was talking to a friend and she told me that she was thinking about doing this thing and uh i think a lot of women um probably have had this thought i don't know so much with men but possibly but have you guys ever liked a dude and did not tell him Mm -hmm. so he never knew Mm -hmm. karen okay amanda how about you of course all right well, uh, my advice is don't ever tell them. <laughs> so if you, it, like once it becomes to that point where it's too late, right? You're not, you are not going to act on it and it's passed. And even if they were going to act on it, it's too late. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do it. Don't tell them. It is not a compliment. It's not motivational. It's not a pat on the back. It's not motivational. And it does not make you feel like, Oh, good for me. I, I, I still got it. That it doesn't. Do not do that. <laughs> but I shit. still do got it, sir. No, not for you. Oh, my bad. That's, that's y'all just being selfish. Yes. Um, uh, I'm saying as for the other person, you're not being a good friend. Like I remember when Karen and I, uh, first started dating many, mm-hmm. many moons ago. And, um, she had a friend that told me that if I wasn't dating Karen, uh, that's she, she's glad that I'm dating Karen, but it, it's kind of sad because she used to like me. And I'm like, one, why didn't you tell me that when Before, you did used to like me? But yes. then two, what? The, how the fuck does that help anything at this moment? <laughs> Not at all. That ain't make sense. I'm supposed to be sitting around like, yeah. Uh, and, and so like, and 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 you know, the person I was talking to was like, well, you know, I would tell this guy like on his wedding day or after he uh got married i was like if i ain't told you by now i ain't gonna tell you i was like so now let's 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 flip the shoes right flip the shoe on the other foot right let's say you thought it was a good idea you think his wife thinks that's a good idea no no yo let's imagine it's your man and someone comes up to your man on the wedding day your day the day that you've dreamed about since you were a little girl playing with barbies and ken dolls that you had painted brown because the white man does not really love black people and but, it's hard to find brown ones right <laughs> and maybe your, maybe you didn't have a dream house you had a dream apartment you settled for what you could because <laughs> black dreams a dream townhouse the limit is the sky <laughs> but, but whatever it is that would be funny though i think we need to do that we need to make black barbie man 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 like, it, we it, need to make uh black barbies and then restructure all of the accessories to where it's like, and she she takes the bus because she couldn't get the, the dream Corvette. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Enough. They live in they live in a in an apartment because you can't afford always a house. Mm-mm. Not in this economy. But, definitely not in this economy. But anyway, my point being, as the wife or the girlfriend, some chick comes up and goes, 
to your man, obviously in private, not to your face. I mean, she doesn't want to insult you. But she says, uh, yeah, you could have got this at some point if you had played your card right. Um, are you cool with that? Karen? Me? Uh, no. I mean, the thing is that if she comes to you and I don't know, that's a whole nother story because I'm left out the loop. Well, okay. Even if you knew it's your wedding day and when everybody's congratulating the bride and groom, she walks up and she says, you know, if you would have played your cards right back in the day, you could have got with this and then walks off. Uh, do you still, are you cool with that? That I am not cool with. Um, especially <laughs> if you talk to me in my face on my wedding day with you that's some shit she need to tell you in private <laughs> I, uh, I like because how, I, I might not com- change my composure but you will get a hard ass side eye so what about in in private that makes it different like say she does it but, in private are you are you okay with this i'm still, still not okay but at least in private i can tell you how i feel because you know i don't want to cut a fool to get my hair all messed up and and ruin my wedding dress going off on your ass because this is not the appropriate moment for you to say no, some shit like this. oh i'm sorry by in private i mean she tells him in private not you she tells him that he could have got some if he would have played his card right back in the day. And don't tell me. Yeah, you. Does that? What does this have to do with you? This is for his ego to be boosted by this woman. And and you know what? In that case, I don't got nothing to do with that. Um, I know that sound, might might sound cruel or whatever, but in that case, that's that's one of them things where it's like, okay, if you act on it, we're gonna have a fucking problem. Mm. You know. But it's one of them things where you can go, okay. You fucked up, cause I'm go I'm I'm a trusting you enough to go. That's your fault. You fucked up. Now is that the time to tell me this? I'm about to get married. See you. But if you act on that shit, then we got problems. So okay, of the two choices being, uh, she tells him in private this thing, or she keeps it to herself and never tells him at all. Which which would you prefer? Or which I prefer matter? for her not to say shit at all because she had ample enough time before I came into the picture to shake her ass your way. She decided to wait too long. That's not my fault. All right. Now, what about you, man? The same question. Um, you know, I would have to agree with you. I think just to play devil's advocate, though, I mm. think it would be a bit of a ego booster even for the female because. I mean, that's all well and fine, but he's still marrying me. So Ain't that the truth? <laughs> I, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> but, now, see, I feel like I it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of shady on the person. Oh, no, it can be construed as shady. Because mm-hmm. is it really, is it really too late? That's the question that everyone's mm-hmm. really asking. It's like, why say anything if it's really too late? If it's like, if it's really too late. Then we wouldn't be talking about it, you know. You know what? It's too late. It's too late to file your taxes. <laughs> At April 15th. I'm not. I'm not bringing up taxes until next year, <laughs> so it, it wouldn't come up in a conversation. But if I said, "Oh, you could have had a crack at this," and it, it, but it's too late, I feel like I'm saying if you work hard enough, you know, dangling a carrot out there, and I'm saying don't dangle a carrot. That's all. And even if you're not dangling a carrot, then shut the fuck up because you're not dangling a carrot. So there's nothing to say. There's no, there is no way that that information helps that person at that time. And I think also it would take the focus off of somebody's perfect day or that. You know, and, and, and to an extent, I, I understand what she was saying, what she's saying. It's one of the things where, okay, you got to the point where you want what I have, but you can't have what I have. Bitch, you need to beat it. Yeah. 
that's all i'm saying and plus it's like you know i don't want to have an argument and then they leave the house and it's like where are they going Mm-hmm. it might not be too late it might not be too late for love um <laughs> but, but no nah, i just think it's kind of i'm just that's my advice don't do that shit it's just a whole can of worms and if you're not if planning you on doing anything then what the what the point what's the point like but like this, unless you plan on, unless you plan on waiting to the moment today, get ready to say I do. You know when they be like, if anybody got anything to object to, if you ain't planning on stand up at that moment right there, yeah, don't don't say nothing. Now I don't know if this is true or not. I haven't traveled the globe, but you guys might know. Do other countries call hurricanes by the names that we give them in America? I don't know. Hmm. I, I I really do not know the answer to this. Uh, I, I like in Europe, are they saying Hurricane Sandy or do they just go fuck America? We call it what we want to call it. Uh, and you know, is, is in Asia, is it, or do they not even talk about the hurricane? I have no idea how this works. Um, and I, uh, someone just in the, t- in the um, chat said that in Canada they do. But, yeah. When I was in Europe, um, like a couple of years well, last year, the couple or a year before last, they were calling it by the names that we did oh okay all right yeah i just always wondered that it's probably easy to identify them yeah like hurricane Mm -hmm. abby or whatever it's like okay they they call it that over over there too yeah Mm. and and, you know and i've always wondered about the hurricane names you very very rarely do you get any black hurricane names all the hurricane (laughs) names look like they got 401ks and real jobs and good dads and moms yeah i wonder like why also why are the hurricane names so eurocentric like they're, they're all eurocentric like there's no um you know hurricane ubuntu or some shit that <laughs> is from like africa or something like it's always something like hurricane, hurricane power fist hurricane what can power fist power fist what's yeah. that you know black power power fist hurricane, hurricane black afro power? no i was i'm saying names like actual like there's names from like other countries that oh like hurricane mercedes that that's a stripper name and that hurricane mm. would probably, and black that hurricane's just trying to work his way through college, Karen. You sound a little, <laughs> little judgmental right there. Okay. Oh, but that would be a hell of a hurricane, though. Yeah, well, I'm just saying there's no like Hurricane Shikumaru or something like that. Oh, or, like Hurricane Naruto. Right. I'm just why is why isn't there? It's always just some plain ass white name. They need to get some color up in you, yeah, the hurricane you, naming society. You know what? If, especially if all the countries of the world name it off of what we name it, I think they should get a hand in what the name should be too. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, this is our last random thought um, before we get into some serious stuff. Nah, not really. Um, but this is my last <laughs> random thought. Um, remember when having a pager meant that you did something illegal? Yeah, like sell drugs. Right, like something sketchy, like, and I'm not saying uh, the entire time. I'm saying there was like a maybe a year long period. Uh, Amanda, how old are you? You you probably don't remember hurricanes, right? I mean, pagers. Yeah, but I had a pager, smart beat. What <laughs> you had a pager? Digress my age, but <laughs> yeah, mm, I, I hear you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, well, I am uh 33, 
And when I was 16, I had a pager, and you couldn't tell me shit. And I would think I was sexy, so I ain't had no pockets, so I'd take it and, like, pin it up between my titties so that everybody think I was somebody. You know, what was the point of it? Because I couldn't call nobody because, you know, this was for pre-cell phones. So you had to sit there and look at it and be like, well, I'll call you back when I give me some quarters. And you don't even need, like, and the thing is, at 16, there's nothing I need a pager for. At all. I had one just to have one. Like, there's no situation where I'm like, if only I had my pager on me. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? And it took your mama forever. Your mama was like, I just got rid of my page. I was like, it's two, 2007. Why you just you paging people stuff page? like, <laughs> like when you're 16, you're just paging each other like 6006. And then you flip it upside and it looks like boobs. And you're ah, that's <laughs> yes, funny. That's as far as you're getting. Yeah, no one's no one's actually like paging each other for stuff. Nothing important. Yeah, but but I was gonna say, I think pagers might be the one thing that has crossed over into like through the technology bubble and come out on the other side. And if you have a pager today, I still think you're just as sketchy as the people who had pagers to start it all. So it's like, yeah. why would you have a pager in 2012? Oh, you probably do something illegal. Yeah, and all of that. Pages was 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 the invention of text. Because, you yeah. know, now everybody just texts. But before that, everybody had to page. You could read it and all that stuff. And, yeah, technology has moved past pages. So I'm like, hey, if you're using pages, you just old school. Yeah. All right, man. So let's talk about Twitter because I seem to always get into shit with people on Twitter. And yesterday was no exception. No exception at all. Let's just say I'll never be a lawyer, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, I know I won't. Um, so I tweeted this out because I, I was watching uh, Bill Maher's Real Time. And uh, I hadn't heard this before, but it's possible that if Obama wins the election with uh, uh, Tuesday, he would be doing so without the white vote. And uh, that would actually be the, he would be the first president to ever win it without the white vote. Um, How was that possible? Well, uh, there's an article I'm reading on it. Uh, Romney is winning the white vote by a lot. Political analysts spend a good time these days talking about the important uh, voter groups, Latino voters and female voters in particular. But all of the focus of these groups has been uh, obfuscated, um, have, has obfuscated one, one fact. Mitt Romney is performing very, very well among white voters. In fact, most recent polls show him winning the white vote by more than any GOP presidential candidate since Ronald Reagan. And you know what I'm thinking about what you're saying to an extent, what you say may be true just for the simple fact that there are a lot more brown people in our country than ever before. Like literally like a lot of brown people. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, uh, it's kind of cool to see the white vote be examined because motherfuckers are always examining every other type of vote than the white vote. Ain't that the truth. It's like what these Latinos vote. No, what these black people vote. No, it's always, you know, Oh, this is motivated by race. That is motivated by race, but never, the white vote. There's no reason to examine that because that is the default spectrum of America and beyond reproach. You, why even look into that? Of course, we all understand yeah. that white people can possible of being motivated by race at all. Or they being people motivated like everybody by, else. Yeah. So, um, it says some recent polls have shown Romney losing a Latino vote by upwards of 40 to 50 points. I believe that. A result that, if it came to pass, would significantly hurt the GOP's chances of winning the White House, given the rapid growth of the Latino population. Mm-hmm. And I predicted this shit years ago. Like, yeah, you can't be passing them laws, banning and kicking them out and sending them home and not allowing them to stay and not allowing them vote visas and expect them to vote for you. Well, their entire party's platform is like this denial of the idea that 
race plays a part in anything um as, as far as uh catering to demographics like and since that's going to be your platform and you're not going to court those voters then guess what man everybody's not going to vote for you like People go, well, black people vote for uh, Obama because of race. It's like, uh, no, black people have voted at a 90% clip for Democrats, period. For and it e- don't like, matter who's running. Yeah, yeah, so it's like change your policies and cater to that demographic and you might get votes. But if your whole thing is going to be to, you know, uh, to demagogue them or, you know, act like uh, black people are just a bunch of welfare receiving uh, brainwashed people like then yeah guess what they might not vote for you yes and then when elections come around a lot of the uh platforms especially older black people listen to like uh tom joiner morning show steve harvey morning show ricky smile all these shows a lot of the gop never really go on these shows and a lot of them have opened up formats for them to come on and mm-hmm. they've actually called them and they just won't go on so it's obviously that they, 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 that you know the black vote don't matter to you because when but what are you gonna say true like what would he possibly have to say to, to ricky smiley or somebody about courting black votes he's the, the there's no policy that, there's no that's true but but it's it's it's, it's like you don't care because right. if you did care you would take the effort even if we disagree you would still take a uh something to come on and just say something i mean yeah. just something to reach the, that demographic of people versus going you know what y'all vote don't matter i'm not gonna waste my time i'm not gonna talk to anybody that represents your race i'm gonna stay over here and then you'll be like well why don't we get the black votes because you're not going out and reaching us where we are yeah you don't care about our issues you're, yes like you'll never hear stopping frisk brought up at any glp convention ever you'll never hear that shit so um, anyway, indeed, it's not unreasonable to think that Romney could win 60% or more of white voters this year. Um, uh, he's, uh, all the polls from Gallup, Monmouth University, Fox News, which I don't know if I count that poll. Mm-mm. And the, like the Fox News poll has Romney winning by a lot. What? Um, Shocking. This just in. <laughs> right. Uh, it also says evolution is not a thing uh, not a thing really. and it also say rape is not really rape yeah right the fox news poll very informative uh but also the pew research center all show romney winning the white vote by more than 20 points so uh that's something no gop presidential candidate has done since reagan's landslide in 1984 um so yeah it's it's just crazy that um so much is like not being like i think it's a big deal that if he did win it and lost the election i think that's more of a landmark victory than obama's first actual uh term i do too and i think it also speaks uh volume to me on um where our country is going and that our country is turning brown whether people want it to or not and they have to accept that but the issue i have is that the browner our country gets the more and more people pass laws because their group is smaller against these people and to stifle these people vote i have an issue with that yeah so yesterday i said that just i i would be like uh if obama wins the election without the white vote that's actually that would be something i thought i'd never see in my lifetime yep um, and so this, uh, this Cleveland Cavs fan dude is, his name is diehard Clee fan, C-L-E-F-A-N. He starts responding to me about this, like about why, why do we have to see everything through race and all this shit? 
and i was just like you know, it's like if you you know if you stop seeing race then you don't have to worry about blah 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 i'm like really dude like is is that where we're going with this like not seeing race because I feel like telling somebody, especially a person of color, that you don't see race or it's insulting. No, no one should see race. You're right. It feels. I feel like I'm it devalues uh, me as a person. Yes, like, it does. It's it's very insulting to my intelligence. It's insulting to the history of America. It's just insulting. Period. For you to say I don't see race when I go where I have to wake up as a black female every day, and I'm reminded every day, all the time, that I am a black female by my race, by every other race in our country. I'm con- constantly reminded by the laws i'm constantly reminded by the police i'm constantly reminded of this thing and because you don't have to deal with it it does not make my existence and my reality change because you don't want to deal with the reality that people are different than you yeah i think it's a way for people to cowardly discount your opinion because they're scared to face the fact that race is still a factor in the world i'm not saying it's the only factor i'm not even saying it's the defining factor but the fact that you can't even address it and i wasn't saying like you know, and he's like, well, you shouldn't let race determine how you vote. I was like, well, first of all, that I don't necessarily agree with that. But then second of all, um, that's that wasn't what I said. Like nothing I said had anything. I've already voted. This is not even about my vote or how I see the election. It was simply uh, a statement of fact, you know, like that would be amazing to see to me. And, and it was like, uh, you know, it completely got turned into. Uh, this condescending like lecture about how uh you can't let black you can't decide uh let race decide how you're gonna vote you shouldn't see it um yeah go ahead and you know it's funny when it comes to voting when white people vote in our country it's never ever 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 has anything to do with race ever it's never questioned it's never brought up but for black people for some reason or latinos when we vote it's always race versus we're just voting for the candidate that we think best represents us yeah and i know that he felt stupid because he kept going and the thing is i was i was like look man uh he would go well it's not a big deal to me which is why i don't care about it. i was like right so then stop tweeting me yes leave me alone i didn't like, ask you you hit me up we're going on an hour and you continually keep hitting me up but but it doesn't matter to you so if something doesn't matter to me and you don't give a shit why, why are we still talking because i'm only replying to your telling me that it's not a problem and to not talk about it like i'm gonna keep talking about it and there's nothing you can do about it um he's like well i only responded because you said something i was like i'd say anything to you you responded to, to me, me saying that it would be amazing if white people, if someone wins the presidency and loses the white vote that's all and you turn this into well you shouldn't vote you shouldn't see race and you know and you're not uh you know this is what people that aren't educated think about race and shit like that and i was like what like why are, I, I am educated i'm an educated voter i know the issues i can come up with 10 things i would vote for obama for and never get to his race like i don't need to see it as a racial thing you know um it, it was just really condescending and i if people are listening man don't do this shit like if you're white and you, you see someone talking about race do not give them some condescending lecture on how they can't see race or they shouldn't see race or they shouldn't let it determine anything like you know what i would love to do to wake up in a world where race isn't a factor but that's the world does not fucking exist i know it's so bad and how dare you condescend to me about what i should and should not see in the world uh you know it's like um like white people that tell people you shouldn't see race are like people that 
win at Monopoly, and before everybody else can finish the game, they flip the board over and leave the room. I win. It's like, the game over. It's like, but you was cheating. Mm-mm, no, it's over now. Why y'all worry about old shit? Let's play Connect Four. Like, <laughs> shit was so, it was so ridiculous, man. And I was, you know, he's like, yeah, see, it's not, race isn't a thing. And I was like, um, it's like, it's just a social construct. I was like, so would you tell the 1960s civil rights era people that it's just a social construct and to get over it, quote unquote, let it go, as one brother told me? Like, I'm like, let what go? Y'all act like I'm not living my life. Like, I don't go to work in the morning, like, oh, this racial oppression, Karen. I can't even get out the bed. <laughs> it's weighing me down. Yeah, I went outside to go to my car, but it was too much racism in the world, and I, I couldn't make it. I came back in and stayed at home. Like, no. Yeah, if you don't get up and go to work? Yeah, let it go. I'm like, I don't even know. This shit is not affecting my life at all to just talk about something, man. So it was just crazy. And I know that this dude knows he was wrong. And I know, and this happens a lot whenever I point out how stupid somebody is when they come at me. He deleted all his tweets. Mm-hmm. went to his page my name isn't on there and not one tweet and i'm sure it's because he's fucking stupid and he had to delete that shit because he felt bad like he like he at some point people were clowning him so much that, that he yeah. just felt like uh maybe i don't know what i'm talking about or he still feels right but he knew to be ashamed and i do give him that i appreciate diehard clee fan being ashamed of himself and his ignorance and his condescending tone telling somebody about race when he obviously doesn't know anything. At one point, I just said, I'm glad LeBron left. Like, I didn't even, <laughs> I was like, I'm not even debating this shit with you, but I'm glad LeBron left your city. Fuck Cleveland. Like, I don't even, <laughs> like, I wouldn't even, wouldn't even take a piss there if I was driving through. Um, all right. Um, I thought this was cool. A lot of people are getting outraged about this, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but Lena Dunham, the the person who did Girls, and uh, now obviously Amanda doesn't own a TV. You probably don't know what Girls is. It's an HBO comedy mm-hmm. about a bunch of stuck up ass spoiled white girls. Oh well, yes, I got an article about that. <laughs> oh, you read the article or you like you I, wrote it? Somebody sent me an article about uh, how it didn't portray any black people, basically. Yeah. Now I personally I like her. Uh, I watched the show. I also was like one of those people that heard the articles and stuff and was like, I guess I'll watch this show before commenting because I like to do that. I, I have a weird thing where I like to do that. And um, I actually liked the show. So then I was like, eh, fuck it. I don't care. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, but TV. Yeah. It's like, it would be like someone getting mad because coming to America ain't got no black people in there. I was like, I don't care. Like, it was funny enough that I didn't notice or give a fuck. But, um, nope. So she made, she's causing controversy again, shaking the table, if you will. Uh, she did an article, I mean, not article, an advertisement for, uh, President Obama about voting for the first time. And I'm gonna play it and you guys tell me if this is controversial to you or at all. It's a minute long. Your first time shouldn't be with just anybody. You wanna do it with a great guy. It should be with a guy with beautiful, Someone who really cares about and understands women. A guy who cares whether you get health insurance, and specifically whether you get birth control. The consequences are huge. You want to do it with a guy who brought the troops out of Iraq. You don't want a guy who says, oh, hey, I'm at the library studying, when really he's out not signing the Lily Ledbetter Act. Or who thinks that gay people should never have beautiful, complicated weddings of the kind we see on Bravo or TLC all the time. It's a fun game to say, who are you voting for? And they say, I don't want to tell you. And you say, no, who are you voting for? And they go, guess. Think about how you want to spend those four years. In college-age time, that's 150. 
50 years. Also super uncool to be out and about. And says, did you vote? And you go, no, I didn't, I wasn't ready. My first time voting was amazing. It was this line in the sand. Before I was a girl, now I was a woman. I went to the polling station, I pulled back the curtain, I voted for Barack Obama. All right. So, um, I'm assuming both of you ladies are very offended by this. No, what's so offensive about what she said? Um, uh, Amanda, were you upset by this? Um, no, I can't say that I'm offended. All right. Um, according to this person on Twitter, uh, or on YouTube, this ad is shameless and disgusting. Another desperate attempt by Hollywood to save Obama. Can you imagine if Romney or the GOP ran an ad suggesting that women should treat voting the same as losing their virginity? There would be a firestorm of indignation, but we all know there's a double standard, don't we? Wow. And you know what? And I've realized, I think it's a culture thing. Black people would tell you who they vote for and they don't give a damn. I think, I really do think it's a culture thing. A lot of white people, they feel like that's personal. Like having to say, oh no, don't take, no, we ain't gonna talk about who I vote for. Well, it's a political ad. I mean, it's a political ad. And she came out, my thing is that she came out and publicly said who she was voting for. Well, they're more, according to these people, they're more upset by the fact that she compared it to losing your virginity. Like, um, your first time in the booth with uh, pulling the lever is, you know, needs to have as much, uh, it needs to, you know, ha- have as much thought or consideration as losing your virginity. Um, another commenter said, uh, the second most popular comment is, abortion is murder. You are murdering an innocent child. How would you feel if your mother decided to kill you in the womb? How would you feel if you weren't alive? To which I say, you would be dead and you would not know how it feels. So, what, what did that have to do with her comments? That, yeah. Uh, so, and I think that second comment gets to the heart of the matter to me, which is that a lot of people that are, you know, on that level of religiousness, especially on the right wing, are more about anti-women sex at all. Yes. And the fact that she made an an, art, an, an advertisement that sort of alludes to the idea yeah. of, which I, and I would say tastefully, so I don't think it's like just some like really, uh, you know, crazy um, comparison. Mm-mm. But I, I would think, I think that they don't like the idea of women and, and sex and choice at all like it's just like why are you even bringing up this fucking topic and comparing it yeah. not to mention that i have a feeling the people that really hate this ad aren't voting for obama anyway but no and then and, and that goes back to the fact that it's sad it's almost like you as a woman have no control over your vagina you if you're not married you don't have no control if you're married your husband has all the control over it yeah and if you don't want to get married you're a slut well, i can see if she maybe brought up like that obama had a big black lever or something in the poll i'll be like okay i see yeah i see we're going too far this is extremely offensive but i don't know man i just didn't see the offensive angle on it now man you sound a little hesitant like maybe you saw like where it could have been offensive like so if you if you would like to elaborate please go on i we're not trying to well i always try to look at it from you know from all perspectives and i think you know i was just sort of thinking i think more broadly about it and um, like, who are they trying to target? Why? And, you know, what purpose does that serve? Um, and I think, you know, whatever purpose it does serve and wherever they were ex- exactly trying to target, it's if you're not from whatever lens that is, 
um, then you can view it as being, you know, or it could come off as being offensive. But if it's your, if you agree with that notion or that thought, then the ads accomplished what it was set out to do and how you feel about it. Just like you were just talking about some of the comments that seem irrelevant, um, to the ad itself, you know, if you've gotten the audience and, and it's spoken to the one person or tapped into who you wanted it to, then it's done what it was supposed to. So, you know what else I'll add to that? Uh, I don't, I don't know how many times you voted, Amanda, but I, do you remember your first time voting? I do. Voting is a little bit scary. It is. <laughs> it is a little bit scary. And, um, wrecking. you know, especially when you don't know for sure what you're doing and you don't know, um, you know, I remember at, at our poll that we just went to, to, uh, to vote, uh, our polling station at the library, somebody was, uh, came out, a security guard and said, if you haven't registered, then you shouldn't be in line because you can't vote. That is absolutely not the law in North Carolina. No, it's not. And uh, one of the Democratic pollsters actually like set him set him straight, and then he goes, "Well, that's what they told me." It's like I'm, you're a security guard, dude. You, you it, shut the fuck up. You're not a poll worker. You're right. And 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 I'll I'll let you finish, Amanda. But I'm just gonna say, if I was a first time voter, I'm not. 100 percent sure on how this process goes anyway i might have stepped out of line because i was just oh okay i don't oh, I, I didn't register i don't know I, I let me go home I, the line's already two hours long let me just go home i don't know what i'm doing so so yeah i feel like you know um it is a little bit nerve-wracking like your first time and a little bit you know your first time voting i think there's a comparison to be made there as long as it's tasteful and whatnot but but go ahead man i'm sorry no, I was just going to say what you were, what you're speaking about right now is, you know, voter intimidation is extremely prevalent. And, you know, one of the things, one of the initiatives that we're working on right now currently as part of the selection coalition, not only at Howard, but we've partnered with other schools in the DC area is um, voter protection on election day. And, you know, as poll monitors, our job will be to look out for exactly what you are saying because it happens so often. Not just individuals coming in and giving inaccurate information, you know, whether they're doing it purposely or not about whether you can or can't vote, but really trying to intimidate individuals to the point where they just don't feel comfortable enough. Exactly. So, it's, it's very sexual because there's a lot of misinformation. It, mm-hmm. This, The more I think about this goddamn commercial, I like it. Like, Yes, there is a lot of misinformation about the first, when you go vote. A lot of and the less informed you are, the more likely you are to make a decision that you will regret. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you end up catching four years of Romney or some shit. Like, I uh, can relate to this as an idea a lot. Like, yeah. And I think more people, when they do pull the uh, trigger in the election booth, a lot of thoughts should go into it. Kind of like your first time and kind of like whenever you have sex, you should be thinking about it and you should be considering the ramifications of it. And if that is the problem people have with the, the ad, then, then fine. Like I'm will, I would be completely willing to deal with that problem. I, you know, I don't think she went for the, uh, you know, the comedy over the message. I think the no, message comes through and, uh, yeah, I support that ad. So my name is. Rodimus Prime and I approved this message. I'm glad you do, sir. Um, all right. Speaking of uh, stuff to support, let's talk about some child support. Uh-oh. Apparently, Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. 
he back again did we talk about him last week his girlfriend of eight years elizabeth trujillo 39 tells rumorfix.com exclusively she didn't tell anybody else y'all that she endured a brutal assault on wednesday morning stemming from an argument over her fiance's infidelity now look which what well, i know okay i can't believe it either flavor flav was cheating what flavor flav did a whole damn show of cheating what is we talking about here wait what what are you talking flavor about love vh1 Oh, with all those women and stuff? Uh-huh. That was different. Uh-uh. I'm as shocked as you, Karen. I'm I cannot shocked. believe this man, a bastion <laughs> So he cheated and fidelity, it was on TV, him. so you got a problem with that. He wouldn't get paid for the cheating. I would call this man a landmark of monogamy. That's what I say. <laughs> when I look at Flavor Flav, I see a dude that is all about one woman. Uh-uh. He walked up to her. You know what time it was? <laughs> that clock that's what he did oh man so yeah man allegedly uh he beat her up so badly she can't walk and that she and her rap star lover have been going through a rough patch but after constantly begging on flavor flames in she agreed to give him another chance if he complied to a set of rules showing respect to his future wife and no cheat future wife she still ain't get that ring man People do a lot for that ring. Yes, they do. Girl, that. better turn around. I would um, like. What is the point of getting the ring from Flavor Flav, dog? Like, I'm really sorry. Good. He already trapped you with a kid. Like, that's the thing. You know how people are like, yes, she trying to trap this dude. Like, no, he, he trapped her with this kid. Like, she she got to find a way out of this shit. Like, no, get away from me. But um, yeah, my standards is just too high. I'm so glad I'm not single. My standards is just too high because most people approach me. I'm like, if you don't get out my face with that foolishness. Uh, she said the trouble singer who's been cheating on her for months via phone affairs, which, you know, I don't know if those count, but he also, if, if case you guys, cause I know a lot of guys out there going phone affairs. That's just like emotional cheating. That don't count. Well, what about hooking up with other women? Huh? And she gave him some rules when he begged to come back. He broke all the rules one day after she gave them to him. Shocker. <laughs> can't live by no rules boy uh yeah boy wednesday morning you think rick was there that, that big ass bodyguard dude of course it's like flavor flavor got some hoes out the side he's like give me one second um i looked at this at his phone and then a girl texted him and says i really had a great time with you tonight did you get home safe and i thought to myself whoa not again yes again liz again it's flavor flavor um, he wasn't complying with the rules, although he promised he would. And one or two days later, he was back to the same old shit, says Liz. Um, so yeah, man, uh, can't believe it, man. It's shocking to all of us here. Um, uh, but Flavor Flav is, is cheating, nah. Amanda, did you ever see Flavor of Love before you hit the, uh, school? Um, I, I mean, I was familiar with it. I think I saw it probably episode two okay <laughs> you don't have to be you don't have to be ashamed, ashamed. i know she's not ashamed we watch yeah, a lot okay, of amanda stuff. we still respect you amanda you don't oh, have yeah. to <laughs> your, your, your lawyer rating don't drop yeah, i promise we still trust your legal advice and your trayvon <laughs> martin causes we're not the bar exam mm-hmm. <laughs> um all right so uh another thing i was reading um remember last week we talked about um i talked about my pee- period where uh whenever i had to 
like use the bathroom like number one i have to pee real bad i get an attitude and i understand women now more because uh you know if that if y'all have to go through all that pain and more i see why you get upset during that time of the month all i had to do was pee and i was ready to kick a little kid in the chest he was taking too long in that damn line i was like he was taking forever well i I saw this article that came up um not too long afterwards it was uh people with full bladders make better decisions scientists discovered Researchers discovered the brain's self-control mechanism provides restraint in all areas at once. They found people with a full bladder were able to better control and hold off making important or expensive decisions, leading to better judgment. Yeah, because they got to pee. (laughs) What the fuck? Don't don't be boggling me with no math shit. I got to pee. No, I will answer that shit later. I got to pee. (laughs) What is we talking about? No, no, you cannot have no candy. I don't care. No, we'll talk about that shit after I release this water. (laughs) Psychologists from the University of 20, I don't know how you pronounce that, in the Netherlands linked bladder control to the same part of the brain that activates feelings of desire and reward. The study published in the Journal of Psychological Science also concluded that just thinking about words related to urination triggered the same effect. So it's like if you're in line and you're like, oh, man, I really want to buy a PlayStation 3. If you just start thinking to yourself, urine, 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 <laughs> you will be like, I don't need no PlayStation 3. That is a dumb ass decision. I need to save this money. So think about it, people. You know, uh, uh-uh, you know what? You walk in a dress, dress. Oh, shit. I have to pee. So I will put this dress back and I will. And after you relieve you, but I forgot you want the dress. So it might save you money. Uh, Dr. Miram took. How do you pronounce that? Who led the study said that the brain's control signals were not task specific, but result in an unintentional increase in control over other tasks. People are more able to control their impulses for short term pleasures and choose more often an option that is more beneficial in the long run. The brain area sending this signal is activated not only for bladder control, but all sorts of control, controlling our impulses, impulsive desires for an immediate reward and flavor. Uh, flavor in favor <laughs> i say flavor <laughs> yeah it was it's a european article so they spelled favor all weird anyway in favor of a larger reward on a later date is is a similar type of response originating from the same neurological area so people if you gotta pee man that's when you want to go to the grocery store you go out there with Your a ass gonna stand that quick you're gonna be in and out <laughs> serious no fuck them chips we got to go uh, of course, here on the Blackout Tips, we constantly talk about sword ratchetness. Oh, when you talk about P controlling your judgment, do you think it could if affected R. Kelly's? Well, he was releasing his P, so that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, he was releasing the P, so he made a very bad decision. If he would have just held his P a little bit longer, he would have been like, this no, is illegal. This, is not, this does not make sense. This could end up in Be me going to prison. Girl. You know, well, that's that's what the problem was. He didn't have enough control. Um, so I feel like the science, maybe that's what the whole poll is based on. They just watched that video. <laughs> like, yep, people that people taking pisses, not good. Um, know. all right. So we talk about sore ratchetness on the show, and apparently, uh, this victim got stabbed with a sword and beaten with a hammer. Oh, is this guest the race in Ottawa? No, they don't have the actual culprit. They had a victim, but okay, it was in Ottawa. Oh, Canada. 
Uh, a crown prosecutor laid out his case Tuesday against a man accused of murdering his roommate who was beaten with a hammer and stabbed with a sword at an East End apartment three years ago. Oh. Toby Land has pleaded not guilty to the charge of second degree murder in connection with the death of Dominique Doyon in May 2009. Doyon was beaten to death while sitting on a couch in the apartment he shared with Land and another man. The three had gotten into a disagreement because Doyon had become romantically involved with a 14-year-old girl. Huh? Like he should have held his pee. Would have made a better decision. A whole lot better decision. Said in his opening arguments to the 12-member uh, jury, uh, Crown lawyer Carl Lim, I guess that was his name, Doyon died as a result of 87 injuries he received during the attack. Lim said, uh, including a sword stab through his torso that punctured his lung and two chambers of his heart. Oh, these dudes were, they were about it. They, they were oh, that's justice. half his heart, ain't it? Four chambers he took out, too. Yeah. It was, it was, they were out for justice on this one. I was trying to fuck him up, man. Oh, dang. Dang, won't you come back, honey? He also received 15 blows to the head. Uh, wow. Yeah. He warned the members of the jury, the, 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 um, lawyer that they were going to see the grisly photos of his body that were taken at the attack land was pleaded guilt uh land is pleaded guilty to manslaughter but Lim says he intends to prove that he either intended to kill doya or knew at some point during the beating that he was going to and should therefore be found guilty of second degree murder man i, I mean that's clearly uh in my opinion second degree murder because 87 hits 87 dogs. <laughs> That's do, a do, lot, yo. Do, do you think they was like one, two, three? Shit, what did we start at? Fuck. Yeah, at one, some point. Two. <laughs> it's like start over. Yes, yeah, do we count that? I don't know, start over. We should number them next time. All right, well, now it's time for the real game that everybody wants to play. We know why you people are here. We know why Amanda is here, even. Everybody wants to play the game that is sweeping the nation. Guess the race. Yep. It's become a life of his own at this point. Now, Amanda, I don't know if you ever, I, I know last time you didn't get to play this, and I don't know if you ever heard, but uh, Guess the Race is a game where we play different news articles, and we ask that you guess the race of the people involved. Uh, the chat room plays along with you, and you will see quite quickly that the chat room is very ratchet and racist so and didn't go to the bar so yeah they are not none of these motherfuckers will ever be lawyers uh or they're already lawyers so it don't matter anymore nope but, that's uh, right they already passed yeah they're using pseudonyms or something so here's our first article since i'm going to be a lawyer i'm gonna let them handle it then <laughs> yeah you can guess you can guess but i would not guess anything racist if i was you you know what i mean just trying to keep everybody career intact. You are using your government, so. So I'll sit this one out. All right. All right. I will play it and you can just laugh along then. Here we go. <laughs> Developing right now, what drove a man to kill a Forest Hill pastor? This is a picture of Reverend Danny Kirk. He died today after being beaten inside the Greater Sweet Home Missionary Baptist Church. Word of his death spread fast with distraught members of the congregation crying and hugging on the church's front lawn. We just got the 911 call the church secretary made during that attack. Hi, I need uh, help at the church. My pastor is bleeding. He's been attacked. They're trying to fight him, but I think okay, so he's the best of them. 
The church secretary who made that call was actually locked inside her office at the time. Now, the attack happened inside the church just before noon today. Reverend Kirk and the man police say beat him with an electric guitar are both dead tonight. Channel A's Jim Dutton. That, wow. That's a murder weapon right there. Electric guitar? That's got to be a first on the show, right? We've never had a wow. person die by electric guitar to death. That's some creative thing. And don't forget it still gets to race people. Douglas is live in Forest Hill with the latest on this investigation. Jim. Just been a baffling day. Uh, Pastor Danny Kirk led about a thousand member church here. All of them want to know why a man would drive his car into their church and then bludgeon their preacher to death. And police have no answers yet. Worshippers struggled to grasp the suddenness and the savagery of the attack on Pastor Danny Kirk. You can't say. Baby, turn the sound up. Uh, I can't turn it up more than that. Hold oh, on. you can't? I'm sorry. I could try to turn it up for the chat room by my settings. Let me give me yeah, one second, guys. It's low. Um, let's try. Let's try this. See if this works for everybody. Um, I'm gonna try to play it again. You guys, let me know if this is working for you now. Say, Bobby Hambrick has followed Pastor Kirk for the last 17 years. Today, she looked at the car rammed okay. into the church building and heard details of the murder unfold. It's blunt force trauma to his head uh, caused by an electric guitar. Forest Hill Chief Dan Dennis says his officer... How do you say that without laughing? Why, with a See, straight face? This is why I'm never going to have a serious job. Because I my my sense of humor is too fucked up. I would have been like, yeah, it's blood force trauma to the head with electric... <laughs> Uh, just give me a second. See, Hold on. See, that's why they pay people like her to be the lawyer because she knows how to put her professional face on and go in front yeah. of the camera this, and speak like she got sense. Yeah, that's why they tell you let your lawyer do all the talking for you. Yes, this is exactly why they tell you let your lawyer do the talking. Arrived as the killer clubbed to death the preacher. They actually entered the room while the suspect was in the process of hitting the pastor with the guitar. Office. Wow, that that means they saw it. You think, like, Horatio showed up from Miami CSI? Ow! Looks like somebody was playing some death metal. Yes, when he take his glasses. Won't be fooled again! And Lowe's the suspect, tentatively identified as 33-year-old Derek Birdo. Police say he fought with them and that they found him unresponsive in the back of a squad car a few minutes later. He was pronounced dead at the hospital. Came down here and it was my cousin that, uh, that killed the cousin. Berto's cousin says the suspect. Man, hold up, dog. How? How you gonna show up and be like, it's my cousin that killed the pastor? Like, you're not on the defense team, bruh. Like, you know, no thank you for your help. You can't show up. If I'm trying to get off of the crime, you can't show up at the crime scene and talk to the media and be like, oh yeah, he probably did it. It's my cousin. Like, just shut up, man. Like, they don't have a lawyer they could call or something that get everybody together and off the streets and away from the camera? Children and mother-in-law attend Greater Sweet Home Missionary Baptist Church. It says Birdo might have been on drugs. Someone gave him something uh, probably about a week ago, man, and he's been going crazy. Well, that's an open and shut case. That motherfucker going to prison. Yeah, off of that alone. Yeah, cousin, now they're giving out all the damn secrets and stuff. And I still give his address, too. Yeah, man, I actually let him borrow my electric guitar an hour ago, so, I mean, he definitely did it. 
He said he knew of no conflict between, between the two men. Now, Pastor Danny Kirk was a well-loved man. He, as I said, led about a thousand-member church. He's known for working with kids at O.D. White High School, where his son is an athlete. This has been a sad and, as I said, baffling day. Police still are not speculating on a motive. Live in Forest Hill, Jim Douglas, Channel 8 News. Well, members of the congregation. All right, man. So, chat room. Amanda's not playing. She got a future, and she's, yeah, she's trying to be safe. It. But you guys are racist and playing. Guess the race of the pastor and 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 the victim in this. It's the same race, guys. So don't not two guesses, just one. Um, let's see. One who refers to the grandmother as Big Mama. Jimi Hendrix done resurrected. <laughs> one who ends every section of his sermon with ha. And can I get a? <laughs> uh, can I get an amen? Yeah. <laughs> That's how you said it. Amen. Oh, I missed that part. Okay. Uh, one who knows that C. Lee told Harpo to beat Sophia. <laughs> Eddie Long. Oh. A Pelly who admits Steve Nash's comb over, i.e. Cheddar. Um, Nigglum says Shorty Short Stacks. <laughs> oh, wait. Nigglum covered in tar. That is. Oh, that's wow. That's black. creative. Creflo, a dollar, and a disgruntled black guitarist. <laughs> y'all ain't shit uh correct answer is black though so everybody got it that guessed black um and i wouldn't have got it man because uh basically oh. once you threw in electric wait, guitar wait a minute one who knows that they diabetes would flare up after church food oh, oh. <laughs> just, just terrible all right man we got another guest to race this is about a dentist it's gonna be a busy night all right new at six this i like that he started off this news clip with something about something completely different. <laughs> like that, normally our news clips start as exactly when the story starts. Mm -mm. This starts at the end of some unrelated shit. Like he was just talking to his friend on the phone and it was like, let me get to work. I'll be right back. Gonna be a busy night. Play that again. It's gonna be a busy night. All right, new at six, the state has suspended DeBerry Dennis' license after investigators say she was abusing drugs on the job. The health department began investigating Dr. Sharon Day Osteen after allegations surfaced she was using laughing gas in front of patients before doing procedures. And as Evan Lambert shows us, people who live near her office are shocked at the news. Imagine coming to the dentist, you don't like doctors or dentists in the first place, then you find out your dentist is high. Those are the accusations that got one. Now, why are they making up another scenario <laughs> where I'm already afraid of the dentist? Yeah, yeah. I use laughing gas because I rather laugh than cry while you drilling up my teeth, and then you be like, you know what? Your dentist might be high. <laughs> That's like, like thing, that's gonna calm me down. That's the only thing missing is him whispering that in some patient's ear right before they go under. And DeBerry Dennis suspended, and today her office right here in DeBerry is closed. Call Sharon Day Osteen DMD. We found this ad on YouTube for Dr. Sharon Osteen. It says she's been a practicing dentist for almost two decades, but she won't be seeing patients anytime soon. That's because the state pulled her license over claims she inhaled nitrous oxide, known as laughing gas, right in front of patients. The state says she'd conduct dental procedures right after inhaling the gas. I changed dentists. Wow, you think she was uh, laughing while she did it? Oh yeah, that 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 right there sounded like that could happen in Gotham City. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing today? You need a root canal. 
<laughs> and the joker just pop up behind the scene right he kick in the door it's time to put a crown on those teeth it's like no no i don't no, think so i'm sorry joker i you 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 you're not uh, i'm not covered with there's you nothing anymore. there's nothing funny about the I'm tremendous changing. amount of pain I, sh- I should have known something was wrong when your name was joker md yeah <laughs> if i knew that that if they did it in front of me or if i was sure that it was an actual true statement, I would change dentist. No one was at Dr. Osteen's DeBerry office when we showed up today. Her son told us she voluntarily closed up shop in June to seek help for a drug problem. Health officials just issued an emergency suspension, saying she posed a danger to patients. People who live nearby say they'd be outraged if they found out someone responsible for their health was impaired. You go to your doctor, you need to be able to trust them to, to do the right thing, and that, that would scare us. You know what, out of me. And the people we talked to say had they witnessed their doctor using drugs, that would be it. I think I would leave. I would get out of the chair and I would leave. I would. I would. I, I like that she had to think about it, though. She took some time. It's like, I think I would leave. Or I might let this high motherfucker yeah. dig inside my mouth would with you, metal tools. Would you let somebody work on you, sweetie? Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, you know what? I think. I think the the fact that my roots are now hanging out of my teeth um, and I'm bleeding all over the place, that's probably when I would leave. Like, I would wait, give them a chance. Everybody deserves a chance. And then after uh, half my mouth goes numb and uh, I, I'm looking like Two-Face, that's when I go, it's time to get and, out and of you here. know what? People like Amanda, because see, she got a degree, so she already knows the law. So, yeah, that's, that's she, she, she got straight lawsuit. <laughs> she could represent herself. That's an open and shut case. <laughs> I would not allow that at all. In DeBerry, Evan Lambert. Lo- all right, chat room, put on your racial hats because it's time to play Guess the Race. Dr. Sharon Osteen, the dentist who likes to do laughing gas and then do your teeth. Um, Nancy Botwin, shit right here. No brown skin dentist could do this. A creator of hurricane names. One who found Howie Mandel extremely funny, Cheddar. Uh, <laughs> a whip it doing white woman, says nerd. Cheddar, says Cameron. Oh, Cheddar means white, because, you know, white people love cheese. Uh, daughter of Dr. Giggles White, an albino rhino. Whip it whitey. <laughs> whip it whitey. Wow. What? That's a new one. That's new. Uh, one who knows that Breaking Bad is not just a TV it's their way of life. Oh, my. And cheese snorter, said Leonard. Brother, the correct answer is white. She was a white lady. So, yeah. Oh, someone says early morning jogging cheddar as cheddar. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right. Here was another one. Guess the race of nine people living in a vacant home. Nine people. Now, in surprise, police have arrested nine people after discovering they were living in a vacant house and stealing electricity from neighbors. Police uncovered this problem, they say, after they were called to a different home on the same street and discovered electricity, water, and gas utilities were being illegally diverted to the house next door. The owner of the home had no idea nine people were living in the home, and neither did, apparently, the neighbors. They were squatting in the house, weren't paying any rent, but they had all the electric, water, and gas hooked up illegally, so they were just squatting there. Drug paraphernalia also reportedly found inside the home. The three women and four men all booked on various charges. All right. So 
it's not a lot to go on there it's gonna be interesting but guess the race of the people in the house that i saw their pictures and nine people in one house still in power from next door they're all the same races mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. uh leonard brother says those who those who don't need running water in the home they get it from each other's backs oh oh <laughs> sir <laughs> sir uh, one who calls out Johnny Cochran's name every time they want to sue someone. Samuel L. Jackson, crackhead black. Oh, <laughs> like Gator. <laughs> really, no one noticed nine people living door. Uh, Hispanic. That's what nerd says. Sketty eating go-go juice, drinking honey boo-boo Wizite, says Dr. K. Uh, orange picker, says Shorty Short Stacks. Ah. Jay says Goya. That's my shit right there. Now I ain't gonna lie. Border hoppers, herd of cheddars. They they must have blended in with their surrounding. One who swam across in, in the inner tube is still not wet enough. <laughs> their pre- previous reference residence was a 1995 Honda Accord Latino. Uh, I hate black keys on a piano. So he's saying white, uh, Hispanic, and one who goes down the water slide extra fast. Correct answer is white it was white people y'all wow. so everybody that gets black and hispanic y'all racism is off so you should be ashamed of yourselves because uh, <laughs> there's no reason white people can't do ratchet ass crimes too okay um here's another one this is a woman being accused of running a brothel a brothel out of her massage parlor oh karen likes massages so just yeah think they were on groupon uh, I don't know. Maybe this is buy, a special group high. Buy, buy, buy one. Buy one, one, get a hand job. There you go. There you go. Buy one, get a get The owner broke. of a Sun City massage parlor is accused tonight of also running a prostitution business. As Mike Watkins tells us, she says it's all a lie. Mike? Yeah, Patty, not the first time that we've heard about a massage parlor acting as an alleged front for a prostitution ring. This time, the allegation here in Sun City at a place called A Moment in Heaven, a place allegedly run by a name. Deborah Schmidt. I have two kids, and I just don't want anybody on the property. I, I but no, I'm not. I'm just letting you know I'm innocent. You're innocent. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Through a crack in the door of her. <laughs> why does she even respond to them? I like that. Right. <laughs> why did I like that she opened the door to tell them I have nothing to say, but I am innocent. Uh, good night. I would not open the door more than this. Get off my porch. Northwest Valley Home, 39-year-old Deborah Schmidt was professing her innocence today after the Sun City Massage Parlor that Schmidt allegedly runs was busted by MCSO deputies for allegedly offering more than just massages. No way. Wow. Wow. I had no idea. They offer you a menu of other services and the prices of each service. And this is various sex acts. It various sex acts, yes. Wow. According to Sheriff Spokesman Jeff Sprong, a complaint from the public drew MCSO's attention to the business. So they. I wonder what the complaint was. Like, I'm, I'm not getting. Their race was too high. Yeah, yeah. I don't have. They wouldn't uh, spot me at twenty. So I'm telling. She didn't have change. Yeah. Man, you really gotta be a jerk to be the dude that gets that menu and decides to turn her in. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, just leave. It's just it's nothing to do with you. Mm-mm. It's like, mm-mm, I'm telling. Oh, I just thought it was going to be Swedish. Oh, my bad. Yeah. It's like, that's like a bonus. That's like finding out you get a free dessert 
at the restaurant like it's yeah. not their fault like yes you don't have to eat the dessert just walk out it's not like they were forcing hand jobs on dudes just go uh oh, no i would not like a hand job i just want a regular massage don't don't tell yeah and, and it's it's sad when you was like oh so i get hot stones and get my stones off right get my rocks off and my rocks on my back you know the other yes. thing too is um it also could be the quality of the workmanship was that low true yeah like this, somebody must do some bad did, did this bad is the service. worst hand job ever. ever and i'm going to the cops this should be illegal it's a crime that yeah. you was that terrible <laughs> i'm reporting you in yeah not for the prostitution no but for the quality of service around here yes you're going to jail ma'am for that crime i will not submit a good review on groupon for this no i'll tell you that much you will get one star for me yeah on <laughs> yelp <laughs> one star only Undercover detective. He did uh, get a massage from one of the workers there. Uh, it was about 25 to 30 minutes. Afterwards, uh, the massage e asked our uh, undercover detective if uh, he wanted to uh, have certain sex acts done to him. And then she. First of all, that's not the massage e. That's the masseuse. The massage e would be the person who gets the massage done to them. Yes. Therefore, it would be your undercover detective. But whatever, sir. I know you're not part of the lingo. Not in the world. Explain to him ah. the certain costs for these sex acts. The business then busted. Three employees reportedly interviewed. And all, according to Sprong, saying that Deborah Schmidt hired them and taught them the so-called tricks of the trade. Uh, she was arrested. She's being uh, charged with three felonies, um, including uh, maintaining the house of prostitution and illegal control of an enterprise. But it's a good thing they were arrested. You would never expect that out here. It goes on and it always will go on. I'm just letting you know I'm innocent. Deborah Schmidt released on bond and saying she's... Uh, you know what? I'm starting to have a different theory. I feel like these old women that they just quoted turned her in. They seem jealous to me. Yeah. Because he didn't see any dudes getting mad about of it. Of course. The, you know what? It wouldn't have surprised me if an old lady went in there and they was like, hey, you know what? I I do women too. And she was like, no, I'm turning you in, bitch. No, I think they just, I don't think they went in at all. It's like their husband was probably spending all their time up there. Oh, okay. And they found out. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I went through the Great Depression for this shit. Yeah. I used to give a hand shanty for a wooden nickel back in my day. You couldn't even spin it. A can of beans would get you a blowjob from here to Timbuktu. And now you are disgracing it with my husband up the street, your parlor. Yes, you are, ma'am. All right, man. So guess the race of Deborah Schmidt, everybody in the chat room. Uh, let's see. Hand, uh, uh, mozzarella munching matriarch who listened to some too short and got tuned on, onto some pimping. Turned onto some pimping. One who was fluent in white privilege. Heidi Fleiss, Charlie Sheen, Jennifer Love, Hewitt, Kobe Jack, Cheese White. One who was serving General Tsao General cat while selling some cats. So, oh, my. That person thinks she was Asian. Chick-fil-A manager. I'm not sure what color that is, but I'm going to go oh, with white. Me too. One who freebases Bachingsteiner pale face. Okay. That must be the type of cheese. Happy ending handling white. One who is into cheese play. Cheese play. <laughs> what is that? Uh, performs nothing but 90s rap songs and 80, uh, 80s rock songs on karaoke, karaoke night, white. Um, and one who thought melting cheese was a jump off. The correct answer is <laughs> white. Everybody got that one right, just about. Except for the person who said Asian. 
which you know what not a bad guess it's a little off the range but i know where you were going with that and uh I, i hear you i hear you buddy he's fighting diabetes battled a brain tumor and his near blindness sent him swimming in the family's indoor pool two weeks ago I mean, he survived that he and now he out. survived coyotes <laughs> he's a trooper tucker the chihuahua is 12 years old and apparently has nine lives early yesterday morning his owner was getting the paper from the front of their antioch home when she heard her baby yelping from the back came to the back of the house around the corner and there was my dog with the coyote he had him by the back leg So I took my newspaper and shoot off the coyote, turned around, and another coyote was coming at me. What the hell so is I she? So I just went screaming and yelling with the newspaper, shooing him away. Don McCarty says Tucker's aggressors were bigger than German shepherds. His leg was, you know, bleeding, and we took him in and looked at him and stopped him from crying, and he shook for hours. Now Don only walks Tucker with a much stronger weapon. And tonight she worries for children who play in the park behind her home. And I just thank God that my dog is okay. And if he wasn't on a leash, I think he would have been gone. Tucker's got cuts on his leg, but this lucky dog is going to be okay. His actual name is Tucker the Great, and now we know why. <laughs> All right. So, chat room, guess the race of this lady who took a newspaper, with only a newspaper, And fought off two coyotes to save her pet chihuahua. A 12-year-old pet chihuahua who is blind and diabetic. Wow. Which to me means coyote food. That motherfucker would have been eight if he was a black dog. Because if he was at Rod's house, it would be like, bye. Like, a pet. what happened to Tucker? Man, he's a oh, snack now. Coyotes got him. Um, Let's see. Coyote clubbing Caucasian. Uh... <laughs> One who goes to Home Depot to pick up Carlos to paint his bathroom, but hates Mexicans because they're taking his jobs. Oh, All this for a dog fucking Cheddars, says Connected. <laughs> John Rambo, Rocky Balboa, Cheddar, Bob White, uh, College Rule Paper. Uh, her pet, that's her boyfriend. She's a honky, says Linda Brothers. Oh, One who wears flip-flops year-round. <laughs> Oh, she knows his medical history too. She's so right, says Terrilyn. Uh, she probably kissed that dog on the mouth too. <laughs> oh, oh, one who kisses dogs on the mouth, but will only kiss coyotes on the cheek. <laughs> A person who leaves their heritage to their pets instead of their kids. Uh, prouder of a dog that didn't do a damn thing white. Uh, one who taught Carlton Banks all his dance moves white. The correct answer <laughs> is white. It was white. Lady. See, I, I, I see why, uh, Amanda chose not to play. <laughs> That was a smart move, ma'am. Smart move. <laughs> That was smart. Speaking of smart, uh, George Lucas, uh, you know, you just made that four billion dollars mm -hmm. for selling, uh, Star Wars and, and LucasArts and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. He's going to donate most of that to education. Good. Yeah, man. I, I read an article where he's going to become a uh, philanthropist and uh, sends most of that money to educating kids, man. And I, I appreciate that. Good on you, sir. Good. And Amanda probably laughed. She probably got herself on mute so, we, so you know, publicly can't nobody hear her laugh. <laughs> That's a racism. <laughs> no, she's probably way too classy to laugh at this, Karen. Let's gonna help her you gotta go all the way oh my bad i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry she does have a, a dash in the name a slash in the name my bad she disgusted 
Yeah, and, she's, uh, yeah, I got to keep it professional with you. Only handling this part of the show out of professional obligation. I understand. <laughs> I completely understand. Um, all right, a couple more guests to race, and we got to get out of here because I got to get my lineup straight. Um, detectives have arrested Gregory Lampert of Brandon and are seeking an arrest warrant for Joshua Stewart of Riverview. Uh-oh. Why, Karen? I don't know. Tell me why. According to the police, the men copied and kept a customer's personal photos. <gasps> the two cell phone store employees in Bartow copied and kept personal photographs from a female customer's phone and shared them with at least one other person. Damn. Now, I think that's a lot of people's nightmare. Like when you get yes. a new phone and you turn in the phone, oh, and especially yes. in 2012 with all this sexting and stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Especially when you don't clear that shit off. Most yeah. people don't. A lot of people have photos of themselves in various states of undress on their uh, phones. And you just, it's like, oh, the new iPhone came out or you drop your phone in the toilet or something. You want to go get you a new phone. And you just kind of trust that the guy that you're turning your phone into isn't going to be jerking off to your pictures of your titties later on tonight. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they have policies against you can't do that shit. You need to delete that shit. But I guarantee you that the stuff don't matter when they get that. This man violated a trust, I say. Yes, he did. I say throw the book at him. Yeah. It's the one thing we have in the world is naked pictures on our iPhone. If we can't protect that in America, then I don't want to live in a country that does not uh, persecute people for that. Um, all right. They're messing up the game. Nobody's ever going to get sexed again because mm. of people like this. Um, anyway, so Gregory Leopard, 26, of Brandon was arrested and detectives are seeking an arrest warrant for Joshua Stewart. Uh, cause you know, he probably snitched right away. Um, mm-hmm. It's, I mean, not like he had to. He probably just check his cell phone and see who he sent the pictures to. Yeah, and everybody's like, that's a client of ours. Why is she out here? Both will face felony charges for of dealing in stolen property and offenses against computer users and misdemeanor charges of theft and prohibited acts regarding lewd materials. The Texas said they learned that the female, whose age was not given, went to the cellular sales on Knoxville, and they get the address, on October 18th to purchase a new phone. Stewart offered to transfer the customer's data from her old phone to her new one, but during the process, he obtained personal photos and kept a copy for himself. Oh. And he just, you know, he wouldn't have even got caught if he didn't have to share it. I bet this shit goes on all the time. Yeah, and they just don't share it, because once you start sharing, that's when it comes to issue. And my thing is that I think that should be a felony. If I come to you with my phone... And say, I want you, and you take my personal, sh- it should be a felony. I'm sorry. You yeah. should not be allowed to do that and get a slap on the wrist. As my man Rick from uh, Fill in the Lane said on his show, on his appearance on All Balls Don't Bounce, there's no two person secrets. I think that's true. So the fact that these dudes started sending each other pictures and stuff, they were done the second that that was going to get out because that's what dudes do. You get a picture of somebody and you're going to tell, you want to show people, you want to say something. Uh, because that's what a lot of these guys are into. They need some type of validation uh, of their own taste. So, yeah, that's why these dudes are in trouble. According to detectives, the customer left the store, trusting that all her data had been transferred to her new phone and no copies were left behind. But Stewart shared the data with an associate. Um, in the days that followed, detectives said that Stewart and Lampert showed the images to a customer who recognized the female. To a customer? Why would you show it to a customer? right to a customer i thought they were got caught because they showed it to like a friend or something and then just randomly a customer who happened to know her probably because y'all in the same facility and she and they go 
y'all need to get fucking caught i'm sorry welcome to radio shack want to see some titties uh i just yeah. came for a phone but yeah welcome to radio shack want to see some naked pictures but yes I'll, of course i'll look at those titties that's also the sad part is that that dude definitely was like yes i'll look at those titties like the, and realize like, wait and, a minute i know those titties as much as it it saved his friend and now she can sue she also got to know that he's a scumbag because he was like of course i want to see those titties and you know what he might have thought he might not have thought that was a cut like he might have thought that was some random person and yeah he didn't know that that was his friend no. they didn't introduce it to him like hey we got these naked pictures of so-and-so of a customer no yeah. so he was like yeah sure i check him out wait a minute i know who the hell that is yeah he's like that's my cousin you're like oh see now this is all messed up the game is over uh, that customer contacted the female and alerted her to the existence of the photo. Uh, on Wednesday, detectives executed a search warrant at the store, found several images of the female on Lampert's phone and personal computer. Man, that must have sucked. Oh, he took that home too? What oh, a, snap. That must have been the worst day at work. Like, cops come busting in the radio shack like, get on the ground! Get on the ground! It's like, what do you want? I want to see your phone and those pictures. Like, no! Oh, we're going to jail, dog. Uh, and they also found personal photos of another female. So this oh. was not the first time they did this. So they probably got a catalog of everybody in town. Guess the race. Yeah, of, that, that is a binder of women. Guess the race of the cell phone employees, Gregory Lumpert and uh, what was it Brandon Stewart, Joshua Stewart. That's a digital binder of women. Gregory Lampert and Joshua Stewart. Um, one who knows all the words to the Full House intro. <laughs> That's old. One who yells, I love you, bro, and hugs everyone when drunk, jackass, frat boy, white. Leonard Brother says, those who don't see race. I like that one. That's a good one. Um, Yeah, the correct answer is white. There was some white dudes, y'all. One who brought the Tahitian treat and threatened anybody who tries to get one. All right, let's see. uh, Last article before we get out of here. Um... Well, that one, this one feels too easy. You probably get that one from the title. Uh, <laughs> all right, here's a good one. All right, there's some good guess the race. Gonna see who here is really in tune with racism. Police arrested two men found intoxicated inside a KFC on the Indianapolis South Side, while one of the men's two-year-old, like his two-year-old son, ran around the restaurant unsupervised. Yeah, take it all in. There's a lot of elements here, people. I'm talking fried chicken. I'm talking unsupervised. Did we do this? We did? Mm-hmm. So everybody knows this one already? I think we did this one, baby. Son of a bitch. That's a good one. It is a good one. And a lot of people got that one wrong. But uh, yeah, we did. I, if I were not mistaken, we covered that one. You got right. another one for us? Yeah, I got another one. Right. Sorry, y'all. I, I'm off my game today. I thought, uh, thought, thought we'd never done that one before. Well, have we done this one? Um, <laughs> renter, oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> a couple busted for cooking meth in a Daytona Beach, oh, Florida, Daytona Beach Shores Motel this morning. Told cops they had plans to make more drugs this afternoon after one of them had a meth-related court appearance. <laughs> Investigators found meth a meth. on meth on meth. Yeah, we just math on math on math. Investigators found a methamphetamine laboratory in room six at the famous Shores Motel. Renter Pete Atwood, 65, and a woman described as his associate, 32. Uh, her name is Jolene Crisp. 
uh, you couldn't make that up. Were you making sure couldn't. they were making meth this morning in the room. Investigators said with uh, I mean making meth in the room. Investigators with the Daytona Beach Shores Department of Public Safety said Atwood told officers that he and Crisp manufactured the drug in the room where they were going to produce produce another batch later today after her court appearance for a previous charge related to manufacturing meth. Why would he tell them that? These people because he was high, <laughs> right? That's that's stuff high people do. They they'll be thinking about stuff like that. Both were charged with manufacturing meth, and uh, they dismantled the lab and dismantled the second abandoned lab found in room eleven, which was not rented. So they had two different rooms in this hotel where they were making meth out of. Um, guess the race people in the chat room of these meth heads. Uh, inspired by Breaking Bad, Caucasian. Walter and Skylar White, no pun intended. Ain't no enema using Miami Dolphins fans who were tailgating a little too, took tailgating a little too seriously. One who can't eat pussy until it's sprinkled with cottage cheese. Oh man. Huh? <laughs> oh, I hope that's not a thing. I sincerely hope that that's not happening. Um, blue eyed meth devils, Mitt Romney supporters, the color of the Eagles away jerseys. Um, all right. Well, the correct answer is white that was way too easy i'm sorry i am ashamed of myself at the easiness of that guess the race article that was white people gonna write in mad and i understand i get it all right man well look man we had a great show our guest was amanda butler jones pretty sure i said that right and uh she was not playing guess the race but she was interviewing us and educating us about trayvon martin situation about the ballot initiatives on people's polls, about staying ground, um, and about Howard Law and what it takes to be a law student, um, and not having a TV, and um, <laughs> also hyphenated last name, not married. So, you know what I'm saying, fellas? I'm about to be a lawyer. Just saying, get on your game. <laughs> um, so, uh, Amanda, thank you for, uh, for coming on with us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. And I hope we did not jeopardize anything uh, with your bar exam or anything like that. <laughs> if you need us to, we will just deny you ever on the show. We, we got you back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and we do believe in, in, in erasing memory. So, you know, we, we'll, yeah. we'll be like, mm, we don't know who you're talking about. I don't know who that woman was on that show. <laughs> yeah. Like, as far as I'm concerned, someone else is on Skype. But, um, yeah, thank you. Make sure you guys go check her out. Facebook.com. H.U. Justice for Trayvon Martin is uh, where you can join. Um, The link will be in the show notes. But also know that it's bigger than Trayvon Martin. But, you know, not that you shouldn't care anything. But there's a lot going on, social justice, that you should be aware of. Um, Also, the Twitter account is H.U. Am I Suspicious? I know. But, um, yeah, definitely go find out and learn about yourself and uh you know learn about what's going on in the world and what things you can care about and things you can support like i said these are issues that actually some social media awareness might be the thing that you know gets laws passed gets attention paid gets things done um and it's one of the few times that clicking the like button a reshare a blog a reblog might be able to change the world so do that or just keep getting stopped and fresh. What do I care, right? Um, also, this show is brought to you by Shadow Dog Productions' new audio play, Seance. 
uh which they want you to get everywhere but itunes because itunes charges ten dollars and uh they're not cool with that but mm-hmm. um and of course adamandeve.com put in the code tbgwt and you can get 50 percent off of one item three free adult dvds uh free shipping and a free central gift i can't even tell you about vote for us on the stitcher war awards you have until the 5th of november yes so if you're listening to this after the 5th and you did not vote, fuck you, man. That is fucked up. <laughs> We've been talking about this for weeks. Yes, and, and, and vote for the president on the 6th. Yeah, make sure y'all vote. Um, I'm not going to say who I voted for. I already voted, but you guys. I already voted for too. It's whoever you want to be the president. It's, yeah. You know, it's, it's your choice. You guys know I do not know. see things through the prism of race. Only through the prism of women. My dollars. No, I only see things through the prism of women's reproductive rights the prism of immigration the prism of stopping the wars in iraq and afghanistan the prism of uh you know trying to balance the budget with taxes the prism of health care uh you know the, the all that stuff you know how it goes you know the, the the prism of equal pay the prism of uh marriage equality uh that that prison the prison of you know don't ask don't tell in the military um getting that abolished uh that's the prism i see things through but i'm just a black dude so what do i know uh check out the blackouttips.com you guys know contact information the blackouttips.com uh, slash about email the blackouttips at gmail.com and of course the phone number 704-557-0186 uh and i think that's it for now man so we'll be back thursday at five, I don't even know who the guest will be. Probably Justin, mm-hmm. probably being Ratchet. Um, but until next time, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah. Ah, they try to, they coming for my head, Paul. They try to put pressure on me, huh? Short notice. Got something for them niggas, huh? Yeah. I'm like the Dow Jones who rap, my stocks is high, and it never was all love, so stop the lies, motherfuckers will blow your brains out and watch you bleed, the same niggas that you trust, let them watch you see, you got a dead niggas, money don't stop the greed, that's why now I gotta rock my vest, pop my three, and whoever die first, may God forgive, the nigga who lives, sometimes you gotta handle your biz, to my niggas when I die, keep inhaling a lie, and come to my wake high, when you're telling me bye, what goes around comes around. Am I coming or going? All I'm trying to do is leave you numb, gunning the flow And I might cock back the game and start shooting at your people I'm looking for the devil cause money's the root of evil And kiss won't be happy till my bezel looks see-through Until I flood and wide with Perigo and Diesel Catch me with the top off my whip Bust my gun while it's still tucked so you can hop off my dick I run with a few parolees, on thieves That rock ice blue but show these and roll leaves In the mob meeting, keep quiet when the guards speak Squeeze my joints to my motherfucking palms squeaking And never mind who the locks are signed to right. What difference do it make, nigga? Listen to the tape, Come nigga. on, J to the bar, hustle, cold, ride or die uh-huh. Kiss, hand, wash, money, let it drip dry uh-huh. J to the bar, keep cowards on their toes yeah. Kiss, push the drop, rock the ice, get the holes uh-huh. J to the bar, got the smash on the block uh-huh. Kiss, got the labels, telling niggas not to drop Tell them everything you get, uh-huh. you really don't expect nah. When you J to the bar, Kiss to yeah. the death. I wanna know Is the promised land Heaven or hell Cause the niggas That made promises Most of them fell If you hungry Then I got some niggas Serving the shells With no sauce And they silver Only take one to kill you It's a small world So you better guard your secrets And it's easy to 
get money, but it's hard to keep it. Never been a type that likes to hound no bitch. All I do is try to keep niggas around me rich. Screw all of y'all cowards, I consider you lame. Had to save my lunch money just to get in the game. That was back when I used to have a mean backspin. And no Mac 10, it was just bats then. You know, beat a nigga down, take his rope. Now we a heat a nigga down, take his coke. And you could call me if you wanna buy them things. I get them half price, cause Poppy know my name. Call me Jay to the wall. And everything you got in your living room, I got in my car. Except for the bar, I try to put a look. Money away, cause you know they say tomorrow ain't promised today. Either bubbling or struggling, nothing between. Don't have a grimy nigga like me, fucking your queen. And the kiss only do shit with niggas I know. That's right, outside nigga can't fuck up my flow. Come on, Jay to the bar, hustle cold, ride or die. Kiss hand, wash money, let it drip dry. Jay to the bar, keep cowards on their toes. Kiss, push the drop, rock the ice, get the holes. Jay to the bar, got the smash on the block.